All right, cool. See, we call this one Stoned Rona. <laughs> Portland Painter P Podcast. I thought it was the Pissed Off Painters Podcast. Triple P. <laughs> I was thinking of something Pissed today. I was thinking of something today that uh, I have a name for the podcast. Uh, I was thinking Paint Under My Nails Podcast or Dirt Dirty Fingernail Podcast or something like that, you know, because we're all working guys and we always got fucking paint and dirt under our nails. So you get some variation on that. Drop cloth wreckers. <laughs> Alright. Is this our intro music? This is DJ Beastie Rocks from Philly, and I actually saw him on Twitter yesterday. And did you know one of the original... It skips, too, because I ripped it from CD. Oh, I was going to say, is this on the CD? I, I ripped it, yeah. <laughs> um, so... Malik B died yesterday from one of the original oh, from Roots, Roots, yeah. And, I saw that. He was on... Did you ever hear that album? I think it's the best one. Do you want more? I'm pretty sure I've heard most of their albums. They were from Philly yeah. and they were live. It was like live band hip-hop. Yeah. Like, yeah. who the fuck did that? Exactly. Live instrumentation. It was yeah. like, um, not the brand new heavies. Someone did it. I know a lot of guys, they do perform. Like, Snoop performs with a live band now. Really? Yeah. I've seen him do a couple of shows with live band. This would actually I've... be a great intro song, bro. I don't even, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen him live. I don't think I've ever seen Snoop. What? Like, like video clips of him? Like, yeah, on video, but not yeah. like actually live. No, I I haven't seen him live either. I was gonna go to the uh, what was that? The Back in the Day, the uh, Up in Smoke tour, but I ended up not oh, being able to go. No, no, no. It had every, it had everybody, dude. It had like Ice Cube, Dre, Snoop, Eminem. Like it was all those guys. Are you talking about Smoking Groove? No, it's called Up in Smoke tour. Like. 2000, like when Dre's album, um, The Chronic 2000 or whatever the hell came out, like after that, and Eminem was just hitting, and all that. I, my name is... I, didn't, I never liked, like, his first album, dude. Oh, I didn't get it. I didn't start liking him until, like, his third or fourth album. Now I think he's a fucking monster, dude. I think he's probably the best lyricist in the game, dude. People want to talk shit about him because he's white, but I'm sorry. I'm I talk shit about him because I say... Him and any other rapper where the the root of their rap is, like, how great they are. Yeah. Eh, yeah. Dude, the, the, the technical way he approaches rap is beyond anything anybody else does. The way he structures the rhymes and multi-syllable rhymes and, you know, like, it's just so fucking intricate and detailed the way he fucking constructs shit. Like, nobody does that shit. Rakim? Yeah. Oh, He's my number one dude, I mean, of all time. Bro. Lyrically, if you're going to talk no. like structure of lyrics. Rock him is, is my number one MC of all time, bro. Yeah. Number one. He's a lot of number one all time dudes, you know? And just from research, not from personal experience, apparently Illmatic by Nas is like next level too. Yep. That's why when it first, you know, came out, like he was the fucking, you know, here to save hip hop type of shit they were putting on him, you know? Because he was like 17, 18 when he wrote that album, dude. Like crazy Produced shit. By the dude from Third Base. It was, uh, dude, he had all the fucking killers produce on that fucking album, dude. You're talking Q-Tip was on the track, I think. Talking Q-Tip, you're talking Premiere did fucking tracks, dude. I mean, like... Everybody knew he was the shit. All the, all the monster producers, dude, were on that shit. Fuck, I think Guru's one of the best fucking yeah. lyricists to ever fucking yeah. do it, dude. Yeah. Sucks, man. He died fucking a while ago. How long ago? It's been a while. I don't even remember that. It's been a while. 
The Roots put on a um, free concert in Philly for the 4th of July every year, and I got to see Rakim there like the year before I left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pretty much in just about anybody that knows anything about hip-hop. He's in their top five, if not their number one, you know? Yeah. Snoop said, uh, I heard Snoop say the other day that Eminem's not even in his top ten. Yeah, I wouldn't put Eminem in my top And it's because he's our age. And so, you know, he's fucking going, well, yeah, I would put 10 what guys about from fucking 80s. Big Daddy Kane? Yeah, yeah. What about yeah. Rakim? Yeah. What about, you know? Yeah, I would put 10 yeah. guys from the 80s ahead of Eminem. It, it's like... My the, my favorite rapper of all time, just rapper, hip-hop guy, is Tupac. I don't think he was necessarily the greatest lyricist. I mean, he was a good lyricist, don't get me wrong, he was. But there's other guys that are technically better than him. But the way he constructed his rhymes and the shit he was talking about. And he had a very, like, harm, uh, like uh, you know, melodical flow, like, very melody. And, you know, like, a lot of guys rap real choppy and shit, you know, and whatever. But he... He had a way that to kind of ride the beat that you know you didn't see a whole lot. You definitely don't see it anymore, dude. Like I don't. I never got into Tupac and Biggie until after they were dead. I think Biggie's overrated, dude. And uh, well, you're also West Coast, so yeah, it makes but, perfect sense that you like Tupac. But Rakim is also my yeah, yeah, yeah. number one but, lyricist. Dude. But he is also from another planet. Yeah. Well, but I think I uh, I also believe that when it comes to Tupac and Biggie. There is, if they wouldn't have died, we might not have looked at them like we do now. Right. Because They were martyred. Exactly. Yeah, they were. So they get this uh, almost uh, mythological, you know. Because the FBI or the CIA, the same people that got fucking Martin Luther King got the fucking them, guaranteed. But um, but I never, I, I never even thought about Tupac until I was locked up in Indiana and there was this crip in there that was a little bit older than me. Who actually gave me the nickname Dude? Because he'd always be like, "Dude, you still tripping, ain't you?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm still tripping." And he'd, be like, he'd be like, "Dude," and I just flash, flash him a peace sign. He'd be like, "Dude, dude, dude," flash him a couple peace signs. But I was like, well, "Why do you love Tupac?" And he was like, "Because when I hear Tupac talking to me, it's like a big brother who's been out in the world and seen the world, and he's yeah. just laying the truth on me." Yeah. And it was like once I heard that, I was like, "I'm, I'm." As soon as I get out of here, I'm listening to some fucking Tupac. Well, you know, he he had the. He was a complex dude, obviously. You know, nobody's one way, just one way or the other. So he and he was about, willing to play the Hollywood game because he yeah. was out in L.A. He and was he, like, so he would rap about, you know, social issues. But then he'd also put out a fucking diss track that would tear you apart. You know, like right. you can't, you know, people like to, to hold that against him. Like, how can you have keep your head up and I get around on the same album? Well, because nobody is fucking just one thing. Right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, he, and, he, and when he was coming up, he was like, "Oh, the fucking uh, digital underground with fucking Humpty yeah, Dance, let's go!" Yeah. Like, I'll be a backup. Fucking... He was a backup dancer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The like, first song he ever was on was same song. Yeah, he was like, "I'll play the fucking game, but yeah. give me my shot." And then they put him on. Yeah. And then they killed him as soon as he got a shot. <laughs> Fuck. Man. He was making too much noise, man. Did you, you know? ever hear of a dude from Philly named um, Granddaddy IU? Sounds kind of familiar. He's like got a huge love from like the older black dudes when i was like friends with dudes that were older than me they'd be like yo man play some granddaddy iu and i'd be like what the fuck is that and then i i got a couple albums there's a lot of guys that you might not know about because they're not big you know but there's guys out there like aesop rock um you know some of these underground guys some of the backpack rap guys that you don't hear a lot about that are just 
incredible lyricist, dude, but you just don't know about them because they're not superstars, you know what I'm saying? But would murder on a track anybody that, some of these guys that are, yeah. are big names, you know? And there's something about that commercial aspect to it that just fucks it. It's like the independent underground people who came up on their own without commercial endorsements can destroy, but they're not given the chance in the public eye. Yep. They're, it's like, it's like independent underground hip hop, independent underground folk music, independent underground anything that's not being like fed to the same people that are getting like, you know, an evangelist cults and pharmaceutical meds. It's like, it, it's, it's like I say about if you can figure out a way to live outside of the system off grid, you disappear. Yeah. No one will ever hear from you again because mm-hmm. you're out. It's like if you find it, if you find a way to fucking crack the code, no one knows because you crack the code and you're out. Yeah. I would love to do that, man. You buy a piece of property in Montana somewhere, set up a wind friggin' mill and a, some solar panels on a creek somewhere, man, and just be off the grid, dude. Well, I got a buddy that lives down that way, dude, and yeah, he said it's it's pretty hit and miss. Really? Yeah. And there's not a lot of industrial, or not, I mean, uh, commercial. No, it's all fucking homes, yeah. dude. That's that's it's like the where I grew thing. up. I did it for seventeen years. The big commercial projects are guys from out of town, Portland crews come in, or guys from Northern California come in, or whatever, you know. But dude, if I was living on fucking, you know, ten acres, I'd paint houses till I fucking died, you know. I've been in cities for the first time in my life. Actually, like instead of suburbs, yeah, like <laughs> I grew up in the suburbs, <laughs> but like 2012, I started living in South Philly and then I bounced from there to here. You're the epitome of a middle class white kid rebelling, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm the stereotype. <laughs> uh, yep. You know who else? I was just thinking is uh, a mortal technique, dude. You know him, mortal technique. I didn't even know about until uh, I went out to Phoenix, Arizona and caught up with this dude that I met just from file share program. Mm-hmm. Like he had an incredible freaking collection of incredible everything. Yeah. And I was like talking to him on this fucking app and I'm like, dude, I love your collection. He's like, I love your collection. And I ended up state crashing his place for a week in Phoenix. And there was an immortal technique show that was sold out. We just went there like when it was letting out, dude, it was like, it was like an activist scene, dude. It was like, it was like a, it was like the people coming out of there were ready to fucking go. Like, they were like, let's change the world. And I was like, just from the energy, the vibe of the parking lot after the show, I was like, immortal technique is a happening. And then like, now I'll see him on Twitter and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, this dude is not fucking around. No. And he's been around for a long time. He's kind of like, too, he was raised by an activist too, I think. I think so. His lyricism is, is on another level, man. Well, for me, the there's two lyricists that blew my fucking white suburban mind. Blew it. It was, um, you remember back when there was the Sony Walkmans? The, the yellow Sony Walkman cassette tape I players? I probably had one at some point. So I'll never forget. <laughs> I was walking back from my, my friend that I'd gone to kindergarten with. Then we went to, I went to public elementary. He went to private Mm -hmm. Catholic, but, uh, I was walking back from his house one day with like fear of a black planet in the fucking Walkman. And I'm like trying to comprehend the words that are blasting into my brain skull. And I'm like, 
Oh my god! Oh my god! I got a story up here. Like, I, like I couldn't even see straight walking on the sidewalk. I was like, "What is happening right now?" Like my mind was blown. Go ahead. So, I was probably 12, 13 years old, and at that point, I think I had ran away from home, and I was living. Uh, my mom was in a relationship with this guy that I hated, dude, and uh, so we beefed, and I decided to leave. And but anyway. Um, so I was probably 13 years old. I was living at my buddy's grandma's house and I can't remember. I think I did a job for somebody and I, had, I got like a hundred bucks, 150 bucks. <coughs> so I went and uh, bought my first CD player. This is 92. The old Sony Discman, the, the OG Discman. Portable. The first one that ever came out with. Yeah, two AA batteries. Like you could put a cassette with a wire in your car and make it work? Yes. Exactly. So I go and buy it and there used to be this chill little record shop halfway up the hill in Oregon City with Blue Pacific Records. And it was a quintessential little cool vibey kind of record shop, you know, a lot of vinyl, you know, but they did CDs and shit, but ton of vinyl. Anyway, so I go to buy the first couple of CDs and this will kind of give you, tell you a little something about me. The first two CDs that I ever, no, three CDs, excuse me, three CDs that I ever bought. I bought all three of them at the same time, this day. And I bought Fear of Black Planet, Led Zeppelin, what's the one with the, the hermit on the front, dude? Two? Might have been two. The, the you know, guy, the old guy the on guy the with the, like, literally a faggot of sticks yeah. is what it's called. Yeah. yeah, that one. And then Black Sabbath Paranoid. Those are my first three CDs I ever owned. Wow. And I wish mine were that cool, dude. <laughs> and at that point, I was already into hip hop. You know, I'd been listening Real to quick, for a while. The soundtrack to Stand By Me and Bon Jovi. The, <laughs> the wet one. Stand By Me, that's a good soundtrack. Bro. Yeah, it is. It's great. But uh, yeah, so I knew about freaking Public Enemy and. and NWA and all that shit by that point. Before you bought the Before album. Before I bought the album. Wow. And so I bought Who the was album. hipping you? Who was hipping you to all that? It was just, uh, I don't know. Your friends? Just part of growing up, dude. Your friends? I was a pretty, so by, Wait, by how, that time. How old were you then? I was like 13. By that time, I had transitioned into being a wigger. That was my, my vibe. I was a total, I'm talking friggin' khakis and, you know, pants around my ass, you know, sweatsuits, which I still like, but <laughs> I got sweatsuits at home right now, but... <laughs> I, I was the total. I waited to be white suburban. I waited kid. to be accused of being a wigger until I was dropping out of college, growing out hair from getting it shaved at Quantico, Virginia, and a local girl near Villanova University plaited my hair because I thought it would help me get dreadlocks because <laughs> I didn't know how to get dreadlocks. Even though everyone who actually had them natty dreads like yeah. I wanted was like, just do nothing. I didn't yeah. believe him. I was like, there's no way this white boy can get it. My buddy put mayonnaise in his hair one time for that. Yeah. It literally is just do nothing, though. That's literally it. Disgusting, dude. No, but I wore that shit like a badge, bro. Like, well, you're yeah. in Oregon, dude. Oh, the yeah. Black people weren't even allowed to fucking be here when you were born, probably. It all kind of changed when I moved from, um, you know, when I was younger, I listened to Beastie Boys, and there was NWA around and stuff like that in the late 80s, and I had heard all that stuff. But back then, I was more into like pop and metal and shit like that you know up to i was like 12 and then we moved to northeast portland and i got dropped in a totally different cultural bubble 
than I was used to. I was a country kid, you know, grew up on 15 acres. And then we moved to Northeast Portland. And yeah, we still lived in a decent neighborhood. There was really actually a lot more Asians than anything, uh, Vietnamese. And uh, I started going to Gregory Heights, which is the biggest middle school in Portland, or it was at that time, I'm not sure anymore. Uh, and I happened to be in homeroom with black guy and we ended up getting paired up as locker partners and then like he was my best friend dude. like i would go to his crib and he lived in the hood like i lived on 55th and by sandy which is a decent neighbor he lived on at this point not anymore it's all gentrified now it's i drive down there now and it's you know little cafes and freaking you know every everywhere and back in the day though man like it was hood dog two, two bedroom one bathrooms for a half million dollars <laughs> right exactly yeah but this is what they had a big old house like a big old four bedroom house you know that was built you know 1900s or something like that but it was in the hood and uh his mom i remember was the most hood lady in the world bro and this was the weird thing so she had three kids so that's where, so kind of wrapping it all up in a nice little bow, that's where I kind of got the influence because he was a young black kid, dude. And so he listened to hip hop and, he, you know, and I got, even got the love of the stuff that I didn't really know about the oldies, the spinners, the whispers, you know, all that shit. That, I don't even know what that is. That I did. It's like early eighties, R and B, you know, okay. stuff like that. Yeah, Roger and I Zap, never, I never you know, like that's where I got all that vibe I like from. The funk, but I don't like. Yes, the, the funk. I got turned on to funk and Parliament and all that. Bootsy, knowing him and his mom, because I would stay over there and stay at his house, and his mom would play the Spinners and Whispers and you know Parliament. Saturday morning, we're all kicking and shit. And here's the funny thing about she was the blackest woman you've ever met in your life, dude. Full on. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to say stereotypical black lady, because I loved her, dude. She was an amazing woman. But she was very... Said, she was very... I know. That's what I'm trying, I'm trying not to. You got it. I'm Dad, trying not to. You. But the way that you just verbalized that... I know. It's Hold on. Let me call you on something. <laughs> let me just be a PC prick for a second out of love. <laughs> the way that you just phrased that, if you follow the logic of I, your wording... Yes. You made stereotypical black woman mean that the stereotype is a negative thing. And I know that you meant in the larger sense of this fucking oppressive society. Yeah. But if someone doesn't know you, it came out yeah. sounding like a stereotypical black woman is a negative thing. Yes. Which it is not. No. And but and I don't even want I'm to I'm just say trying it. to get you to untangle a knot that you're no, worried no, about. She wasn't stereotypical, but she was very loud and boisterous and and Full, you know, full-on confidence. You've never seen a woman this confident in her life. James Brown, Just, black and proud. Exactly. She was black and proud. And I loved her, dude. Lessie, she was amazing. So here's the funny thing, though. She was married to the nerdiest friggin' white boy you have ever met in your life, dude. Like, what do you look like? I mean, lanky, kind of tall, really skinny... The old school 80s mustache, big bushy mustache. Like, you would never button think. Down, button down shorts. Oh, all that, bro. He, worked at, he was the produce manager at Fred Meyer. Okay. That's where they met. She had worked at Fred Meyer. They met at Fred Meyer. She made a man out of And him. he was a, a country white boy, dude. Grew up on a farm, you know, all this. And so, I don't know if it was opposite She opened up a new world to him, probably. Or she, oh, definitely. Yeah. I don't know if it was opposite to or if. 
he single-handedly fucking go down the racist road, dude. <laughs> he single-handedly solved the racist life that he was living in in Oregon uh, for himself by falling in love with an African American goddess. Yeah, she was bad, dude. She was a bad lady. I love the shit out of her. But yeah, so before I go down a, a hole that I'm gonna get in trouble for by saying something wrong or what somebody might think is wrong, even though. John, you and I, John, you and I are both in our own holes that we dig for ourselves every day. I'm trying to. I, don't I wanna, vouch for you. I vouch for you. You're a good, good-hearted hole digger. I don't want to be a, a a woke prick either. That shit bugs the fuck out of me. Yeah, but you kind of are, though. You know, you, you, I'm, I'm as you're woke both. As I'm you're both. Be, bro. You're as offensive and as woke yeah. as a fucking rational fucking. How old are you again? I forget. Forty-one. Forty-one. This is what I. I oh, we're over the hill, motherfuckers. We're holding on to a fucking America. Oh, that you're way more progressive than I. We're holding on to an America that doesn't exist anymore. We're in mask world yeah. now. It's mask world. And it's, I, like, like Kevin Costner's Water World. We're in mask world, dude. I think that that back in when I was growing up, you could be not racist, but you could be, uh, you could have a whole lot less filter. You could be fucking racist. I was raised by a fucking racist. Okay, but that's you not... You could be straight up fucking racist. But my mom, when my mom raised me, there was black people around, there was white people around. Mexican, my neighbors were black. So... And I still was raised by a racist. I know, but what I would see when I was growing up is they would all sit around and talk shit to each other. Nobody got their feelings fucking hurt. Yeah, they, know, nobody would straight they up dealt say... With it. They dealt with it. They did would get say, their feelings hurt. N-word, they you know what did I'm saying? get their feelings hurt, but, but they dealt with it. But you could make stereotypical jokes. It was and, a part of society. And it was just the way it was. It was what a being and a I'm, man was. Being I'm able sorry, to fucking take like, it. I find that a better vibe than what's going on now, or everybody's offended by everything. Yeah, but dude, I'm going to keep coming back to this every time you try to wave that fucking banner, because I see your point. Of the world that no longer exists, but that world does not longer, it doesn't exist. But dude, you can't, when there's an oppressive system beating people down, and the pe- I'm not pointing the finger at the people that are getting beat down and how they're handling it. They're, ha- you know what I mean? They're not the problem. Okay, but here's the thing. You should be able to joke about anything. Some people might get offended. They might. You just gotta have. But big, that doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to. You say just gotta that, have dude. big balls like you do, and that's always been true. It's like the only person who could say shit to the king was the court jester. Yeah. And they could get killed for it, you know, like. And that's me since I was young. I've always been the the guy that talks a lot, you know, likes to make jokes and keep it light. You know, how many times have you ever seen me got real mad, dude? Probably not too many. Probably at work. <laughs> if anything. Only time you get really mad is when you're defending your right to not have to do jack shit. Told <laughs> <laughs> so that, bro. Like, like, I've been working hard all my life. I want to do jack shit now and get paid for it. I want to be the guy that just drives around. Yeah, if I had to pick, like, John Harding's most specific, consistent anger that I've ever witnessed, it's... I'm a fucking professional. Give me the right to do it how the fuck I want to do it. (laughs) Or you're going to get this miserable attitude. Probably. That's probably somewhat true. And a lot of that, like, right before you left, you know, that that earlier on in that year, that was a bad time for me, bro, with all the shit that was going on. Oh, man. So I was in a constant kind of... Everybody was fucking losing their minds on that job. (laughs) 
That, that job was that, uh, was it the a ninth? bad, the bad ninth. job. Yeah, I was in a bad way at that point, dude. I was just like so done with life. And that was when I was thinking about moving to New Mexico. I had five cars pulling up at my house, 4.30 in the morning, pissing off my neighbors who had babies. And we were all oh. corralling into the vehicle. Yeah. And, <laughs> and for like a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Got fed up, dude. I'm sure there was more to it than that because, of course, we were all kind of disgruntled. Again. That was a soul-crushing job. <laughs> that, that and then you had not, to start dealing with. There was with nothing. The... Every everybody who came through that building had a bad experience with that building. No, yeah. Nobody enjoyed it. No, it was uh, it was a shit show from the time it started. You know, that's the first big building I've seen that them do like that. You know. Now there would be an example of a dude who's got a sociopathic level of probably racism. I think he's uh, the, um, super narcissistic for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you know, since we worked with him, like he's now divorced. Like he's not a painter anymore. Like he, like the, the entire human being that we met no longer exists. There's a new one that uh, I was supposed to be the guy over that made up for him getting trained up wall covering and then bouncing out to because of course we know wouldn't give him any more money. <laughs> Supposedly over over twenty cents was the argument. They don't quit over. I am a bit of a dry drunk. I think. You know how a they dry talk, one? <laughs> You know how they say that like you can quit the alcohol, but you can still be an alcoholic. Like. Well, yeah, that's the isn't that the AA rap? Yeah, NA rap. Yeah, you're always a. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like that. Like like I'm not as. I can never be as carefree and fun, sober, not on drink. Have drinking. we ever drank together? I don't think so. I would though, but um, you didn't drink at my party or anything. Not that I would remember because I was. No, <laughs> no, but I, I would like I did it once with Joe Luther, like I'll do it with you just to bond, you know. Yeah. But um, but I can never be as relaxed, but I also can never be a bigger dick than when I'm drinking too, you know. <laughs> so, and I also end up fucking homeless in jail. Yeah, that's no go. <laughs> hey, ladies. Do your your Zelda shield, bro. I uh, I've been playing the shit out of that game, bro. I haven't played it since the original. I've never. The played new that one game. is fucking amazing, dude. Breath of the Wild. Yes, or something? It's... It, that's Nintendo, isn't it? Yes. You have it. Yeah. God, you have everything. I got a Switch. Yeah. I bought a Switch for Cam for Christmas a couple years ago. Are you getting a PS5? No, oh. I'm gonna get an Xbox. I'm in Xbox for so long, it's like I can't. Let me get back. So when we're talking about. Fear of a Black Planet yeah. totally lit my mind on fire. Like, I was rewinding just to hear words because mm. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. It was like hearing a prophet. Yeah. And then this this dude. So I went to an all-male Catholic high school. Mm -hmm. It cost as much as... More than more than the Westchester University cost for me to get my last 35 credits for... for it was 8500 a year in 88. Yeah. By the time I graduated, it was 12500 a year. My... <laughs> My mom got a job as a secretary because she wanted me to go there. That's the only reason I went. Yeah. So there's this. If you can imagine a a adolescent male with Germanic roots, like tall, tall, lanky, like like slender, lithe, Aryan. <laughs> like but but an Aryan doe or fawn, <laughs> like all stretched out. You know what I mean? Like real, like just slender and everything with like um, doughy eyes long wavy hair and he literally bounced when he ran like he was a fit we played soccer and he like had like a, a bounce to his run like he was just like 
kind a little bit little feminine little vibe. A little bit. But in a graceful way. Watch not, it, bro. Watch where you're going. <laughs> in, in, in a graceful way, like not in a like affected way. And like, like that's just, that's how he is. Mm-hmm. You know, wasn't affected. And, but he would like, he would like just walk up to you and like, just like pet your hair for a second. Like he was, he was weird. I love this dude. So anyway, because a lot, a lot of the kids I went to high school with were, come from wealthy families, mm-hmm. you know? And when you live in the suburbs of Philadelphia, the place to go in the summer is the Jersey Shore. Yeah. Well, I came to find out the place where everyone goes down the Jersey Shore is Stone Harbor, Avalon. It's these two towns on one island, on a chain of islands. That's just a quick hour and 45 minutes of no traffic. Mm-hmm. Like Bill Cosby had a house on the beach there. And you go out to the clubs at night and it's all like 40, 50 year old, super hot really? milfs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, you know, rich women. Get a that, are, that are just looking for you know, <laughs> a little boy toy. <laughs> yeah, but so and and the men rule that whole world. You know, mm. it's a very male dominated patriarchal everything. Yes, we're partying down at the beach on there. Like some of the kids had like their family house that they stayed at for the summer and party that. Yeah. But my friends all rented a place and they let me crash there and shit. It was it was wild. And he lays on me. Um, he he does this switch flip, where he's talking about how there's this band seven seconds and seven seconds is a reference to about something about the nuclear war like from when you when there's an announcement to when you feel the impact from i don't know know. has something to do with nuclear but they're they're very hardcore punk band the atomic clock like straight edge or the what was that in the 80s uh not the atomic we could look it up but the uh the doomsday clock we could look it up we were two minutes to midnight and somehow he tied them in to this hip hop group from Jersey. I don't know if, if the hip hop crew sam- sampled seven seconds or if seven seconds sampled the hip hop crew mm-hmm. or if they have no connection. And this is just how the conversation went. Yeah. I don't know. It's too long ago. 80, you know, this is like 1991, 1992. Yeah. And he tells me about poor, righteous teachers. Okay. I know who that is. Oh my God. Dude, to this day, like talking about like Chuck D hit me like the words of a prophet, like this dude wise, intelligent and the whole PRT crew, like Mm -hmm. this one album, just one album, pure poverty. This was 10, 11 years before Osama bin Laden provoked the 9-11 attacks. Mm -hmm. So I was hearing about Muslims from from them. Yeah. And he's telling me in the raps, like. Today the devil has blonde hair and blue eyes, and I'm sitting in a suburban home with blonde hair and blue eyes, dude. <laughs> Talking about I'm me. like, oh my god, I'm the devil. <laughs> well, just think about it this way, man. If you never would have heard that, you would probably be a different person today. Totally. You might be a fucking Republican. If I didn't hear, <laughs> if I didn't hear Bob Marley and read uh, a lot of different shit in my twenties, yeah. then. I might have been a Marine officer for the second Iraq war. Yeah. And that would have been no fun. I wouldn't have come back, dude. Because I would have been an asshole over that. I was like, no, we're not fucking doing that. Some fucking colonel would have been like, come here, son. (laughs) Well, we're still kind of there anyway, so. Yeah. It's another thing. Did you see the link I sent you last night when I said check out downtown? Yeah, I looked at it for a little bit. The split screen of all Mm -hmm. the... So that was inspiring, right? Like, that's like 9.30, 10.30 at night. Yeah. And you look at what's happening downtown outside of the federal building and the, and the 
and the state building. Yeah. I look at that and I'm like, wow, like this is going to change shit. If it, if they can sustain this peaceful protest, because, you know, even like, like my mom who is married to a Republican sitting shotgun to a Republican her whole life. Like, she's like, there are concessions being made. There are changes happening is what like the, the kind of like people that weren't thinking about there being change. Mm -hmm. They're like, there are concessions being made. Well, I love that when I go down there and when I see them on the YouTubes, they're saying this isn't this is about complete fucking change. Like, I love that. That's not going to happen. Well, fuck you. You're talking like my mom. No, fuck I'm you, talking John like a realist, dude. Fuck you, John Harding. You know, I'm down with the cause and all that. Now, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not down with. I'm down with the uh, less martial law, less war on drugs, less war in the Middle East, less war everywhere. Well, here's the thing. Here's if you really look into like Black Lives Matter mission statement, like I am fully I will say Black Lives Matter to the day I die and believe it and be completely behind it. But the actual movement itself is Marxist and communistic and they don't want equality anymore. They want to be held now here up. we're back to me being a broken record prick what i say to you to that is i am not looking at an oppressive system that's oppressing when a small group is making life worse for the majority to that small group's benefit i'm not criticizing the group the majority i'm not criticizing their techniques i'm not criticizing their attacks uh, anything that they do wrong is not right but that's not my focus they're trying to change something and you acknowledge that that's something that they're trying to change does in fact need to be changed. Yeah. So I'm not going to waste my breath. What was your point about what the, the, they're doing? The Marxist and communist. Okay. So here's my thing. And it's there not about, it's not about wrong. equality anymore. It's John, about get me back John, for what's happened to my race. I swear. I swear. You know, wait, say it again. It's about what? It's about it's, it's now it's time for you to repay me and, and elevate me, not, see me as an equal which is what should be okay what it should so now be. we're nitpicking we're all, the solutions we're all humans. now we're nitpicking the solutions we need to nitpick these solutions from a place of equality right now there's oppression murder in the yeah. streets from cops yeah. that's what they're addressing so what i'm hearing from you from intellectuals like ezra klein i was just listening to his podcast today joe rogan all these you know with all due respect white male sensible rational capable capable adult males cisgendered as well i am one as well i'm one of all the everything i just described i'm one of them as well but when i hear you guys say shit like that constantly my response is there is nothing wrong with all of those all of those things that you're putting your finger at marxist communist there's nothing wrong with communism the, or Marxism. all those things can exist within a democratic patriotic united states of america the whole point that you're shaking your head no, but please agree with me on this root level. The the public school that I was raised in, elementary school, junior high, I was raised in America by the government that I was raised in, the propaganda that they fed me. Like yeah. like I wanted the presidential physical fitness award because yeah. the president oh, Ronald Reagan was giving it to me and I earned it. And so that America is a new social experiment on earth for all. For all. Oh, and I was even raised on the point that the reason why we were doing that here was because really it was for everyone on earth. 
that it was like, if we could do it here as a model. But you know, you know, that's total bullshit, dude. Well. Our motto of being for everyone. In the practice of it. In, in the practice. All in, men are created equal. In the imp- now, now's, where, now's where it gets interesting to me. <laughs> in the implementation of that dream, that propaganda dream that I was raised with, the implement the democratic system that we have, the three systems of government, has completely, completely become completely the problem. Oh, it's broken down. Instead of the solution. Yes, of course. I've written down in one of these journals, the federal government uh, seized control of itself to convince us all to hate it. I don't know why that's true, but it's it, it kind of happened. Yeah. Like some forces within inside of the vast federal government system decided to take over that federal system and the people are out of the picture. That's kind of how I feel about the whole camp thing that's going on right now, the tribalism thing. Is that... Oh, I thought you meant the concentration no, no, camps no, no, on the no, border no. because of Trump. Uh, well, that's bad too, but uh, it's like the people that are those super right, alt-right, friggin' patriotic, they drank the Kool-Aid, dude. That we, me and you and everybody in this country were fed our entire fucking lives. The whitewashed fucking history... We're, Manifest destiny. We're, we're, the, we're the best. We're the nicest. We're the greatest country in the God world. God loves me <laughs> on this land. But we do the same horrible shit. Even worse shit, dude. We're constantly fighting proxy wars and installing dictators. And as long as we can get that oil or whatever you got that we want, you know. Exploitation of the earth and war for yeah. profit and incarceration for profit. And so everybody buys into this fantasy of what America is supposed to be when it's not that it's like these guys that pine for the days of the 1950s and shit. Yeah. It was great in the 1950s because if you were middle-class white, you know, that was the greatest generation, dude. You know, my, my mom grew up, you know, my mom was an upper middle-class white girl, dude. She had a fucking great life and America was great. But if you were black or Hispanic or, Fucking a woman sometimes at this point, you know, which still goes on. But the entire concept of making a country, America, great again, meaning that it was great and is no yeah. longer, yeah. when it was founded on stolen fucking land and broken treaties and yeah. genocide. That's kind of goes back to my entire point is that we've created this false narrative, uh, you know, and, and people buy into it, and it's it's the people that actually research and because i'm a history nerd dude so i love all types of shit about history you know so i've researched the shit myself and to if you even with the whitewash version that we get in school if you can't realize that we stole this fucking land and we're immigrants and christopher Columbus, christopher Columbus didn't fucking discover shit dude you can't discover a place where there's already people fucking there bro <laughs> you know and he raped and enslaved him and all this shit, bro. You don't hear nothing about that. How about this? Books. How about this? And he's an Italian who flew for Spain yeah. under the under the flag of Rome, the Pope in Rome. Yeah. And to bring I, Christianity. I don't, know, yeah. I don't know if you heard, but supposedly there was an article like yesterday that China hacked the Vatican's computers. <laughs> Dude, that's a whole another thing, dude. That's why the first pope quit. You know how we have two popes right now? We have the one who quit, and then and then the other one. Oh, um, the one the one whose brother was the uh, pedophile. In, yeah, he uh, was the guy that was hiding all the pedophiles. Right. The last one. This the new one is all right. 
He's more progressive. Not they, that I believe they in picked any him of for the pe- anyway. This is my theory. They picked him for the people of the world. And the other one behind the scenes is dealing with all that Vatican money with what the Chinese are trying to hack into. Dude, that's a whole nother, they got a financial that's a whole pope. nother rabbit hole. They got around. a financial pope and a PR pope. They got two popes. I like the PR one. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> Not that I like religion at all, but. But no, yeah, I, going back to that, it's like, uh, so I think it, I think it goes back to what you said a few minutes ago. It's critical thinking. dude. You have to think for yourself. And when you hear the shit that the alt-right spews, it's all, it's like a fucking punch list of shit that they all read off, all that shit they've been brainwashed. But at the same time, don't let me leave out the fucking far left. Because it's the same shit with them, dude. I, that's what I don't like about the movement right now. Is that a motherfucker like me that supports the shit, and but is a moderate. I used to be a Democrat. I used to classify myself as Democrat. I can't do that anymore. They've gone so far left. And I'm a middle of the road guy, I don't dude. Think, I think they've gone so far right. The Democrats? Yeah. I think they're in bed with multinational corporations they and there's all nothing are. left to that. Has about nothing that. to do with it. That has that is the opposite <laughs> of left. That's neoliberal <laughs> fucking it's basically old Republican shit. No, but they're kowtowing to the fucking Twitter mob and all that super far left shit. And still taking the fucking they're doing this with one hand. If they were yeah, if they know. were, Bernie Sanders would be running instead of fucking Biden. But here's the problem. You have people like me that are like, I don't give a fuck. Do what you want to do. I don't care. You don't fucking bring it to me, and I don't have a fucking issue with it. You want to be gay, you want to be trans, you want to be fucking... Don't expect me to fucking bow to the way you want to be called them, or this, or that, or whatever. Sorry, I'm not going to fucking do it. There's fucking two genders. Sorry. There's two. If someone asked you to call them not a he or a she, you would try. Don't lie. I don't care. You would try to make them happy. There's you only would. one person I've ever done you, that you're, for. You're blustering, though. You, you, If someone actually... One time, I was at the Oregon National Rainbow Gathering like two or three summers ago, and I was sitting there, and there was a campfire not far away. People were playing music. It was chill as fuck. And this person, uh, I said, excuse me, brother, and he looked at me with not ang- not anger, but, <laughs> but like a little aggressively said, I'm not a he. And I said, I'm sorry, sister. And they could tell that I meant that I was sorry. And it was immediately smoothed over there. You could see them. Re- they, you could see them relax when they saw me feel awkward. So they, they wanted me to feel awkward because they came into the situation feeling awkward as a she that looks like a he. So that was their issue that I helped them deal with. And you would act the but same way. But I don't way. get why it's such a fucking big deal. Dude. Right. That's what you're trying to talk about. Yes. I believe in equality all, for everyone. Anything that cis, I can do. Because we're old school cis white boys, dude. And this cis, but, oh, you're just looking cis. Shut the fuck we, up. We dude. are. We are. But it's used as a derogatory fucking statement, dude. Because, That's the thing. Again, because it's oppressive. Because it is oppressive. I don't oppress anybody. But, I'm yeah, the most loving, open person there is, yeah, dude. And so you have a right if someone gives you shit to be like, but fuck I off. still believe in fucking certain values that I have that that the fucking right doesn't ha- agree with and the left. Does. That's why I I I'm, I feel like I'm a fucking alien right now, bro. Because you go on any social media or watch the news or whatever, it's right versus the left, right versus the left. And I'm in the center, yeah. smoking my weed, shooting my fucking gun, 
Leave me the fuck alone. Well, now we're going to go down the rabbit hole a bit because all roads lead back to the Bush family for me. When W stole it from, from Gore in 2000, for the five years before that and ever since then, every national poll has always hovered around 50% on everything. Yeah. And that is an industry that is cashing in on keeping it at 50% when mm-hmm. in reality, there's 15% of this country that's MAGA. There's yeah. 15% of this yep. country that's divisive. And there's 15% on the other side that wants a full-on it's, Russian yeah, revolution. I totally agree, dude. It's, a, it's the vocal minority. And it's being gamed by the media and by the corporations and by the government. Of course. Yeah. Corporations just go with the flow, dude, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm in full belief that, uh, you know... Kaepernick should be able to kneel. If you want to kneel, kneel, motherfucker. It doesn't have nothing to do with the fucking flag. Right. Not only that, but it's it's a more intense level of respect towards the fucking flag than putting your hand over your heart. And it's protected in nobody, our fucking country. Nobody puts their hand over their that. heart in a fucking church, but they fucking kneel before That's what God. I'm saying. I believe in the fucking amendments that were set forth. If you want to go protest, please do. Please fucking, I ain't going to do it. I'm not that involved. But if you want to do it and and try to make a change, I'll support you 100% from the sidelines. But, uh, you know, that's the whole point. First Amendment, dude. It, it's, uh, it's the First Amendment for a reason. It's the First Amendment because it's the most important thing to be able to speak your mind and say what you need to say. Now, the consequences, that's different. If there's other consequences to that, then you have to deal with them. But it is your right to walk downtown or wherever you are in the world and protest the inequalities in our country. And that's why it's the most important. And I don't, I don't know if the Second Amendment is the second most important amendment. I think there's probably something more important. But yeah, I do believe that you should be able to have guns. I'm a gun lover raised with them, you know, taught how to use them correctly. So, I believe that if the government can have them, then we need to have them as well. Of course, that's the but, reasoning behind it. But doesn't that fall short at nukes? Oh, yeah. I love all these guys that are like, oh, we're, we're, we're fucking got them so we can fight back against the military. Well, the military didn't have fucking missiles and shit. We were all using muskets and cannons. Everybody was. It was a level playing field. Dude. Right. It's not a level playing field anymore. Right. Right now we have... The owner of a global brand of hotels and casinos. Right. It's not even, he doesn't even own the hotels. He owns the brand. That's it. With his finger on destruction of planet Earth. Fucking scares me, bro. We shouldn't have a federal government that allows that. No. That's, that goes back to the tribalism thing. It's, it's not about what's doing best for us. And I'm not sure it's ever been about that. Power corrupts no matter what it is. It just does, dude. Absolutely. Power corrupts yes. absolutely. So, I'm always. I don't want to like. I don't want to go down this road where I think, well, shit hasn't been bad before. It's always been corrupt. Politicians have always been corrupt. Now there's been politicians that have done good things, you know, FDR, but he was a flawed person too. We're all human beings. That's the point. We're all humans. We're all flawed, dude. So you can't expect. Uh, and, and then so, I think where it really did get bad was when all the money started flowing in. About the time that you're talking about. And to Clinton, into Bush, that's when a lot of this tribalism started. 
because of the Bush Gore thing, and everybody picked their side. Well, well, I'm picking the Republican side, and I'm picking the Democratic side. Because Ronald Reagan, an actor with Alzheimer's, with a CIA vice president, he's an actor, and he's telling the American people that government's the problem. Yeah. While the CIA is his fucking puppet master and vice president. Exactly. Yeah. While he's selling drugs and fucking creating the crack epidemic. His vice president's flooding fucking all the cities with crack. And he's telling us the government's a problem. Do you remember the the PSA that he did? Like, it was mid-80s. And uh, so he was president until 88, right? So it was somewhere in there. You know, when the crack epidemic really hit, what, 86, 87, 88? 80 to 88, Reagan, 88 to 92, Bush. He did a PSA where he had, or was it Bush? Oh, I can't remember if it was Bush or or Reagan. But he had a PSA where he came on, you know, in the Oval Office, you know, from the live from the Oval Office president. And uh, he had this big bag of crack. He's like, that's crack cocaine. I think it might have been Bush. H.W. Yeah. Daddy. And he had a, That was real crack, dude. Like, it wasn't pop crack. Like, they brought him a bunch of fucking crack, which just blows my mind for some reason. I just... This dude carrying a kilo of crack cocaine through the White House. Dude, they just had an article on the fucking web, like, yesterday or the day before. It was like... I don't remember where. I don't even remember what state, but it was like $30 million worth of uh, fentanyl. Yeah, that's huge now, too, man. 30 mil. It was like enough to... It was on a table. It was like a couple big bags of powder. Yeah. 30 mil. It's so powerful, dude. Well, back when I was in my kind of dark days, uh, I would buy fentanyl patches from a guy I knew that slang shit, dude. 72-hour fentanyl patches. And uh, I was pretty heavy at that point, so it took a lot to get me fucked up. But that fentanyl, bro, patch was, you know, probably three by three inches. You know, you're supposed to put it on for three days and it just continuously gives the shit. I would cut off a strip like a millimeter wide, you know, off that thing and just chew on it. Gone, dude. That shit is... You just... You're gone, dude. You get wasted. You'd stick that sticky fucking mess in your mouth. Yeah, I'd just chew on it, dude. Oh, addicts. Do stupid shit, bro. It could be like... It could be like the extraction method is like you have to, like, keep, like, two-week-old piss and, like, fucking build a cauldron and, like, fucking burn it off for, like, two weeks. I'm, I'm and sure peop- somebody did it. And people will be like, yeah, man, yeah, man, you can make your own. I'm sure somebody's done it at some point, bro. Yeah. We found, you know, like we were talking the other day, the Anarchist Cookbook, it's got, you know, had all the ways, you know, that you could, bananas and scotch room and rose seeds and, you know, you can get high. I think banana peels is, I think banana peels is a myth. It might be. I don't know. I never tried it. I think I tried it. The Scotch Broom one was the one that always tripped me out. Cause what it's is like, it? Scotch Broom, you'll see it all over the side of the highway and shit. It's like this. It's not leafy. It's just like straight stalks and kind of stringy and shit. But you're supposed to be able to cut it and bake it up or something like that. But you never did it. Scotch Broom. Yeah, we had a ton of it around my house when I was growing up. I smoked moss and shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> when it gets... I don't even want to. I don't even want to encourage that dumb shit because I just want an end of the war on drugs so people can actually enjoy reefer. That's there all they you need. Go. They just need weed. I think there's a lot more people like me, going back to your point, than there are far left and far right. 
I think there's yes. the majority of the country is pretty d- middle of the road. Yes. They don't care if you want to get married a, and you're gay. I'm a wingnut. I'm not. No, a, I know you're a fucking I'm, lefty to the core, dude. Like beyond left. I don't even know. Oh, if, I know. I don't agree with leftists. I know. But but you're a but, super but I also, woke progressive. But I also agree with 99% of the things that the painters I work with and the friends that I have that, that are pro mega Trump. Like I I agree on. I can't. Every time I fucking, every time I hang out with people, we agree on 99% of shit. I just don't get why. What what's the problem with letting people live their lives and do what they want to do, man? You know? Well, because the way that one person lives their life can affect the way another person lives their okay, life. Okay, well, and that's okay. The whole... So the caveat is, as long as you're not affecting other people negatively, go ahead and do it. You want to be gay and get married? Go ahead. You that, want to be trans? Be that trans. is the America again. Get it, queen. That's the America again that Trump wants to bring back. But exactly. But it never existed for the people whose exactly. land whose land we stand on, and yeah. black people yeah. and brown people. That's why I when I when I talk to people that are MAGA boys. And they say that fucking make America great. What was so great about the 50s? It was great for white people. We still ruled the thing, and there was Jim Crow and all kinds of shit. We were keeping them down. I mean, that's my that's thing not about great, li- libertarians and Republicans and, and, and middle-class Democrats. It's like, how can you look at the people that are in the streets that so obviously need so much help and not like be like, we have to redo this system you know, it, it's not like, working. The point is, is that the system is so broken at this point, it's not going to be an easy fix, dude. You know what I'm saying? So what? Because We're letting Elon Musk go to fucking Mars. That ain't an easy fix either. Because it's it's the same old people South that a- have been there South forever. African fucking diamond there. It's like, it's like Biden, dude. You know, like they're trotting his ass out there. He authored the crime bill in 94 that put minorities in jail at a crazy fucking rate. He dude. rode the black woman Anita Hill through the ringer about uh, pubic hair on the cocaine exactly. with the uh, I mean exactly. he, he's look. It's the same people that have been there so how can you fix the system when it's the exact same actors that have been there in the broken system making it more broke. And so the long. DNC's blocking the will of the people. But you can also not totally burn everything down to the ground and start over either. You, you that's not gonna happen. That's why I it's say. That's why I say just indigenous handover. Just let the tribes that's sort it all out. Happen, let them unfuck this. We fuck this. Here's something that's they not, can unfuck it. Here's something that is not being brought up in this whole Black Lives Matter thing, or because they're technically going out for ethnicities in general, right? Because ethnicities in this country are treated far worse than white people. Nobody's talking about natives dude well how did they get lost in this when they probably got fucked just as bad as the black people if not worse because they already were here and this was their land and it was stolen you know i think because that's the rot in the system that needs to be addressed the most that's why i'm trying to talk about we, it like we that. fucking sent them to concentration camps yeah with poison blankets. you're gonna tell me a, a res is is a good thing with oh the- here we'll give you this little land back yeah and we'll send you food, but we don't send yeah. you food. And I've been to plenty of reses, and they're usually all shitholes. And we'll send you food, but we're going to send it with a racist who ain't going to give it to you. And uh, Native women are, I believe it's two and a half times more likely to be abducted and uh, You know, if you're abused. a white person that's not from the reservation and you're on the reservation, you're not subject to the tribal police. And here, the little... You're other not even little, under their jurisdiction. The other little bad thing about that is that it's uh, disproportionately not native men that are abusing native women. Right. It's 
Dude, my Wipe buddy, my buddy down there in Ro- in Rosebud was saying I, well, he got a trailer last year, a used trailer. Someone sold it to his dad because his got flooded out. Uh-huh. And I'm like, are you going to leave it there? And he's like, I, I can't leave it near the road. And I go, why not? And he goes, because crazy white dudes will drive by in the middle of the night and just fire shots off into the woods. I could die. Yeah, shit's fucked. There's a it's war. Been fucked up for a long time. There's a war against the people out there ever since the start of the nation before yeah. the start of the USA all the way till now. Yeah. It's passive aggressive. It's not like it's not it's not like they're actually like pulling weapons and shooting on a daily basis at them, but like there are like small Christian towns that are the only places that have bars that have beer that have civilization as we know it in the USA. Yeah. And those cops in those towns are just looking for Native Americans mm-hmm. to harass because those Native Americans live in the country in dry areas where they're not legally allowed to have anything. Yeah. So they're going to come to town, you know? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's like honey traps, honey pots. <laughs> okay. Christian honey pots. How do you feel about reparations? Do you believe that we should pay black people or Native Americans, not even Native Americans, natives, to... For all the shit, bad shit we've done to them? I don't think giving them fucking Federal Reserve notes, which is a whole nother bag of bullshit, is an answer to anything. What about 40 acres of a meal? I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think that there has to be a society that cares for everyone. Yeah. And so, at minimum, we have to have that for, for you know, the fact that they're still oppressed. You know what I mean? So it's like affirmative action, reparations, this and that. It's not. It's not that I'm opposed to it. But it's like, this is a stoned tangent example that will loop back, but it's like these kids that are down protesting in the streets, you know, when it happened with Occupy Wall Street, it devolved into these subcommittees with twinkle fingers. And it was like the thing that always bothers me about wanting change is that the change has to come from the root problem structure. That's where the change has to happen. The change has to happen with you know, the, 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 it, you can't, you can't overlap a solution on top of a ill system. I think that the message is being lost in the mix at some point, And I'm not going to say that's not nefarious in some way, shape or form that, you know, that there's outside actors that are always, actively trying always. to welcome to humanity. Yeah. It will always occur that are trying to make the message lost. Saboteurs, and, yeah. snitches, traitors. Yeah. This is humanity. I get the... Uh, we can build a system that acknowledges that, though. Yeah, but it's not going to be easy because there's so many... Nothing's easy. Fuck you. But there's so many... Captain Kratom, settle down. There's so many people that uh, are against that. You know what I'm saying? Here's here's the thing. the people Because in, the system encourages yeah. them. Okay. Going back to the power thing, dude. These people are in power, right? And we want the, these people that are in power to change things. But that means giving up their power, and they're not going to do that. And you know that's true. What we're dealing with is 20 years is a human generation. So right now, the 80-year-olds who run the show are not going to change your right. But there is a screaming minority Generation X that right now is as old as getting close to 60. Mm -hmm. Generation X is getting close to 60. I know, I'm a Generation X, bro. And the boomers 
are about to start going away. Yeah. And so I think when Generation X is up in their 80s, which is 20 years away, all bets are off. I really think that. Yeah. Because the way I was born in 74. And so when I was like, I never had any older brothers or sisters. I never heard the war stories of what it was like partying in the 70s until I was in high school. And like my first girlfriend when I was 16, she was the youngest of like fucking six children, eight children, I don't, I don't nine children. I don't know. It was a big Irish Catholic family. She was the youngest. So like we were babysitting for her older sisters, my first girlfriend, you know what I mean? Like we'd go over yeah. to her older, and they'd take off for the night and we'd leave a puddle on the rug. Boom, boom. But, uh, <laughs> But uh, it was like they would tell stories about what they were doing in the 70s, like, you know, because the development had I lived in the first development in my town that was built in the 60s. Like it was cornfields until my development. And then I watched all the other cornfields become developments through my life. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm talking to these people that are 10 years older than me and they're like, oh, yeah, in those cornfields where you lived, like. We would have 20 kegs and like, you know, cocaine and pills and, you know, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. And and then by the time we're in high school, we're having keggers out in cornfields and it's like, you know, eight cop cars showing up with floodlights. And like, you know, like it was like, <laughs> they real, didn't have to deal with that shit. it was really intense. You know, it's like the grass is always greener on the other side. But I know for a fact from growing up, listening to my grandparents, listening to my parents, like in the 50s. In the 60s, even, it was like there was a corner pharmacy and you knew the pharmacist and like you could get liquid yeah. cocaine and liquid opium and like you just fucking got it. Yeah. Like it was just if you wanted it, it was there mm-hmm. in the white world. Yeah. And so it was like this whole war on drugs thing was just because people were coming up from with the things from the earth, the magical things, the natural things and the fucking it wasn't in the white pharmacist store. It wasn't helping the European class warfare that came to the Americas. Yeah. And so, you know, they called it marijuana and said the blacks and the, and the Indians are, are smoking it up. You smoking know, that jazz tobacco devil fucking weed and all that shit. And so that's what we're dealing with now. And though. that's, that's the underlying issue. That is the rot of the, there is a over 50 year war against the people of the United States of America. That is unacknowledged. It is unacknowledged. Yeah. It's like, just one of the drugs, single-handedly weed, is transforming economies across mm-hmm. the nation. I think there's five states right now that still honor the federal non-legal 100%. Yeah. Five. Yeah. You know, Pennsylvania is about to go wreck. Pennsylvania is about to go wreck. I didn't think when I was growing up that we'd see this day, dude. But yeah. we're still we're still garden poppy fields and weed fields in Afghanistan. Yeah. We're hypocritical. Holy shit. Big time. You know, it's all that's our M.O., man. If you got something that we want, we'll be the most horrible people out there. And then we'll turn around and talk shit about a dictator or something, you know, that's uh, killing people when we've been known to be killing people in proxy wars and real wars. You know, we've probably killed you know more than anybody else. If you put it all together, you know, a new yeah. Before they even knew about the Americas, before Europe, even Asia, before they even knew that the Americas existed, Afghanistan was kind of the America of all that land because it was in that one spot where it was like everybody fucking had to go through there. If they were going, if they were going everywhere, they had to go through that. On the Silk Road and trade routes. So they had the mix of cultures up until the Americas were found. 
Yeah. They probably had the most mix of cultures. Mm-hmm. One of the places. Yeah. So it's like the only reason that we're there is because of what they of their of what they like to do there. Because they like to smoke poppies. And they love it. Yeah. And when the Russians when the Russians moved in on it in the eighties, we said, What do you need? What do you yeah. need to blow those helicopters yeah. out of there? Here's some surface terror missiles. Yeah. Fucking keep it for yourselves. And then when the Russians no longer could threaten it and want it, we were like, We'll take it. Yeah. And here we are, still. And ever since then, dope use in the US and the world has gone up, 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 yeah. up, up, open for business. Poppy, poppy, poppy. But yet, but yet, it's illegal as hell. Yeah. People are people are doing the most horrible things. From Big Pharma. When you <laughs> when you have a black market, the most horrifying things on earth happen and people don't fucking have to own up to it because to even discuss the existence of the event is to jeopardize your own life. Yeah. You know, it keeps everything in the shadows. Hey, well, you know, that's you know, kind of what I was saying earlier, dude, is that we've probably already known all this shit was going on, but all this shit's actually coming out of the shadows now. It's like, see how corrupt it's everything like, actually oh, is. Okay, let's say tomorrow Trump said, all drugs legal, no more war on drugs. Think of all the moles and snitches that the U.S. federal government yeah. has on employing that, that, that are getting paid government checks yeah. right now and are fucking married to people that they're not telling, have kids that they're not talking about, that, that they're a cop or a snitch or whatever, yeah. whatever. They have people who have sold their souls to a flag and an idea of a state or federal government that is at war against the people. So if you end that war, all of a sudden they think they're the good guys. Now their entire life is for what? For what? Yeah. You know, it's like, how do you end that? How do you how do you de-escalate that? You know, like like there are people who have fucked over other people that will never, ever be able to forgive each other. Yeah, there are unresolved fuckeries, but that's what war does. You know, like think of how many people in Iraq could give a fuck about an American life right now. Yeah, because that's how we treated them for to this day. Twenty years, whatever. The only way that it can get resolved that I can imagine is radical peace. Like where it's like our brightest minds, our Elon Musk's fuck Mars peace on earth, like sustainable peace on earth. I don't give human beings that much credit, bro. Fuck you, Captain Kratom. You can't tell me that what 10,000 years of, of actual societal history, basically, you know, and we've done the same things over and over taking people's land, kill each other. We're constantly finding better ways to kill each other. That's just what we do, dude. There's a new digital so universe. It's, it's in our DNA. There's bro. a new digital universe that's opening up on planet Earth. So maybe That's why I just don't think... Maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe we can convert the war to the digital. I'm down if we to, can, to if we change can, things, but I just don't think if, that... If we can keep all of our war bloodshed, all of our evil fucking shit to ones and zeros where it can get fucking deleted... Well, isn't that kind of where things are going now? I mean... It's the best way to attack us, you know. The Chinese have done it a couple times. Well, uh, okay, but I'm saying, though, like, on a, a national level, on a state level, like, we need to have, like, in our cities, like, safe havens. Like, 
Like, like, like, do you ever read the Lord of the Rings? No. All right. Well, there need to be like places where travelers and people in need can have a safe place to sleep, to eat, to re to recharge, yeah. you know, where you, where you can get true rest, safe rest and, and nourishment and cleansing, you know, like showers, laundry, you know, th the basics. It, it needs to be our, what our national health plan is, is like you get that shit. Like you're guaranteed it. It's not, it's provided and you're going to learn how to use it right. You're not going to waste the water. You're not, you know, we're going to spout your socialist rhetoric to me, bro. <laughs> but, but, but what, what, what's the negative of, if you want to call it socialist, if you want to call it satanic, I'm down for that, if you want to call it the fucking fulfillment of scripture, hey, I don't give a fuck what you want to call it. You know what I mean? I believe that we Let's already just live fix in this a shit. democratic socialist, a capitalistic democratic socialist fucking country. So the people that are so afraid of socialism, I, I, when it comes to socialism, I'm not 100% in on it because I believe that there's just certain shit you can't do. But do I think that we should all have healthcare free? Yeah. Do I think that we should probably have free college? Yeah. Why not? You know? But the thing is, is that we're, we are, there's so much bloat and bullshit that our taxes are wasted on. Like the military industrial complex and, you know, $150. 60% of the budget. 60% of the budget yeah. to war. So there has to be a fundamental change in the way that our tax money is spent to make that happen. And I'm all, I'm totally for it. But I also don't want to go too, so far to where uh, I'm all about the greater good for everybody. But you're not going to take all my fucking money or a majority of my money that I make just for to help other people i can't get with that we can figure out a better way to spend the money all right then we should i'm not even gonna fuck with your point i hear you i'm saying shit is so off the rails in 2020 as we call it that if you're gonna fucking even have money what the fuck are you spending it on because what i see is a world where i'm growing up in where it's buy fucking dumb shit that fucking has nothing to do with the sustainable earth. It's like basically work hard to be able to purchase things that are going to end up in a fucking oh, landfill. We live in a more materialistic society than ever, dude. I mean, it's like now, with social media. Dude. Now that I mean, we're in mask world, like, do you think that they're going to work someday? There's just going to be masks and humans like what the fuck? We'll get rid of force for are masks. We, are we ever going to not have to wear masks now? We will always there will always <laughs> be a reason now. There will always be a reason. It's, uh, People are going to get locked up for fucking spitting on each other. I don't, I don't, like I said, I. it seems the older I get, the more I try to open my eyes to things. I don't like conspiracy theory shit, but at the same time, it's like a lot of this shit is wonky as fuck, dude. And I don't necessarily believe it's a something to try to get Trump out of office. I don't think the Democrats could pull that off because... There's plenty of Republicans that have fallen in line with this shit, too. So, and with the tribalism the way it is, I believe that, obviously, these guys got to fucking believe this shit. I mean, when McConnell and, and fucking Lindsey Graham and shit are, you know, fucking taking time off from blowing Trump to actually back this shit, it, it makes you wonder, you know. But I said from the start, I think it's, it's almost a, how far can they push us? They want to see how far they can push us, you know. How far they can take it, what we'll submit to, you know. Well, a point I wanted to make 
when you were talking about the Democrats earlier, and I'm like you, I've I've never been in any party, but I've voted Democrat. Yeah. I've never voted for a Republican, but um, but I voted for Ralph Nader in 2000. I voted for that um woman, the rich woman who was work running for the uh, Green uh, Jill Stein. Yeah. Uh, uh, I voted for Nader Leduc, like. Like I, I vote on third parties that apparently I'm I'm the problem apparently You're that I your vote, that I that, that I have to vote of one for one yeah. or two candidates that a party picks for me and I'm the fucking yeah. problem. Um, and that right there is the problem. But but how about this? In addition to the fact that the Democratic National Committee squashed the will of the popular vote of the people in the USA, yeah, two elections in a row now, blocking Bernie twice. So basically, what they're saying is. America, we have decided that your next president will be who we decided was your last vice president. And what we want you to get excited about is who he's going to pick to be his vice president. president. So it's always a fucking someday, somehow you're going to get it, American people. We can't give it to you right now. It's not in the cards. It's not in the cards right now, but we'll give it to you sometime, sometime. Obama came in like a freaking bat out of hell. He was probably CIA. That dude was probably raised by CIA. He was probably CIA. That's how he was able to slip in there like that. Because the government needed a lawyer to legitimize whatever the fuck they could try to legitimize before the shit show, which is Trump who's saying nothing's legitimate. You know, when Trump came in, he was like, white power, fuck the shit. You know, (laughs) ride this fucking racist pony to hell. Get on board. But you know what? You got to give them credit for tapping into this undercurrent of uh, people that were very alienated by Obama because he was a black man or a mixed man. But if you're a mixed man, you're black, whatever. To white people. To everybody. To black people, too. (laughs) But uh, uh, it's like a backlash, dude. You know, you didn't have the Tea Party and any of this uh, real super far right shit until Obama. You know. Yeah, you did the whole eighties. Well, all those televangelists, Jim Baker. It wasn't as tribalistic uh, as it is uh, now. Uh, dude. Oh, dude, dude. I think there was more moderate people with a, a stronger voice, at least. You know, back in the day, and now, like I said, it's just gone so far one way or the other that you know. You can't, people, I feel alienated every day because all I do is go through my social media and it's this fucking, you got mask wearers, fuck you, you know, I'm not Hold on, getting back to your last point. Let let me get back to your last point. We're so trapped in the world that those puppeteers have made for us that it's like you can almost track when you talk about, when you trace, when you trace the culture as you described it through time. The way that it changed is by which wealthy is most in control at that time. So it's like when there was that old fucking Rockefeller money, that's when the Kennedys were able to make deals with the Italian mafia. And, you know, it was like that era of... So it just shows you, I mean, you may have thought it was better, but it's always been crooked. Well, there's so many empires in the USA. There are so many. So you have like the indigenous culture... That is totally earth rooted based, earth focused, earth focused. So they're not a people who, 
even comprehend being conquered. Like you can't conquer them. They don't surrender. They don't, they don't have a spirit that can be broken because their spirit will fight. Like it's, it's not a subjugation scenario. But that's exactly what we've done to them. So, so we've done everything that we could possibly try to do them. We've done to them. Yeah. So like for me, what struck really hard was, um, this dude last summer, Rosebud, said uh, the federal government created the reservations as an experiment to ultimately use on everyone. And I really think that's true. And when Jose next door, when him and I went down like over a month ago to the protests, as we were driving down there, he said the whole nation's on house arrest. And I was like, that is so true. This is so profound. The whole yeah. nation's on house arrest. Yeah. And if you've never been on house arrest, you don't know what that means, but that is what has happened. Yeah. And that night he got arrested. Well, a couple quick things I wanted to go back to. Reparations. I don't think that we can ever pay them back for what we've done to them. That's pretty much how I feel about it. And still are doing to them. But we can give them a guiding voice in a world that's better for everyone. They can be like at the well, table. It needs to be charge. equality, but reparations in theory is paying them in some way, shape or form for the bad things that we did. I, mean, I don't that, think that's viable. In the way that I'm saying indigenous takeover of the Fed, that's reparations to me. It's, it doesn't even come close to... Exactly, and that's kind of right. where my feelings are. But it's are. like, what's fair, though? You know what I mean? What's Well, what's fair is everybody should have a seat at the table. And we can even feign like that is But it should be their table. It, it should be their table. But you know that it, it's still fucking white, old white people that are in charge. Yeah, well, that's what has to... It has, can't. It's not working. Okay, that, and then I wanted to go back to, so there is one person that I make an active effort to call them by their pronoun, which is them, they, whatever, okay? There's only one person. That person, I love the kid, and I, has earned my respect, and that's why I make an effort. It's one of Bailey's really good friends. And I've known the kid for they, they a while. Argue, they argued their way into theyhood with you? Yes. I respect the kid, and that's why I make an active effort. Well, how to... did he win you over? Logically, what did he say? It wasn't about... They. It wasn't about... Um, it was never a thing where we had a conversation where we sat down and they tried to explain it to me. I mean, maybe a couple quick conversations or something. But it's not even, to me, it's not even about that. It's about that I respect this person as a human being and as a person. And, and, and that's why I make an active yeah, effort to do it. Because it's not about your, dumb shit. your gender. It's not about your gender. No. It's about who you are as a person. Yeah. That's their so, point. That's their point. But, so, they, but, but my point, but that, this is them. my point, though. If I don't know you, I don't have any respect for you. I, if respect is earned, right? So if I just meet you. And I say her to a girl that identifies as a man, then fuck you, get over it. You want me to to actually, you have to earn my respect as a human being. It doesn't have anything else to do with gender. But if they were chilling, they were like, could you please call me a very... Maybe if I got to know them. I mean, you know, you might like roll your eyes and try to like... Oh, I definitely roll my fucking eyes. I rolled my eyes when I met... I was like, don't, don't think that I'm going to do this, right? (laughs) But... I have no problem doing it. After after it, it knowing them for a long when time. When I first encountered people that Native Americans were called two spirits, 
days, whatever. I don't know. For me, it goes back to the... But it was just like, it's like if you see a weird insect that you've never seen before, you know? It's like if you see a, a, a deer in the woods that you're not expecting to see, it's like... Uh, or if you know, all, if you realize all of a sudden a mouse is staring at you from the corner of the room, like it's like something you've never seen before that like enters your consciousness. It's like I used to make T-shirts that said, "If the truth hurts, I'm a masochist." Like something about reality makes people wince when they encounter it. Well, I feel like I'm a complicated person, and I don't have to be one way or the other. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, I believe that. There has been a pussification of America, and everybody gets butt hurt way too fucking much, and it's like, sack the fuck up, quit being such a bitch. But at the same time... thing you're saying is a pro-alpha male perspective. Exactly. Which you are. Yes. You know, like, that's legit, you know, for you. But I'm also... But you also acknowledge anybody else can be any way they exactly. want. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not so closed-minded. I'm not that MAGA motherfucker, you know what I'm no, saying? That's what because MAGA... I grew up around... All kinds that's of different what, people, and what, ha- was ex- was uh, you know even, fucking introduced to all these different experiences. Even MAGA motherfuckers will say that if you get them, if you get them when they're in a good mood and they're not <laughs> fucking waving their you know MAGA hats, like the, anybody will agree with that. It's just it's rational. If you don't agree with that, hey, it's un-American. There were some hoes. There were some hoes around when I was growing I up, bro. I feel like because I've never been in the. World I mean, it be it may be a fucking so. Neither have I. I'm not a tweaker. I've never been a tweaker. Like cocaine, fucking. I've done plenty of cocaine. But that's the chi- the chicks that are. No, it wasn't like a dude. When I was doing cocaine, it wasn't like a lot all the time or anything. And these are chicks that I grew up with in high school. We all smoked weed and fucking, you know, fucked around and shit. Some fucking people did meth, obviously. Is but... this public schools? Or... Yeah. Well, I went to fucking alternative school because I couldn't go to the public school. Okay. So I was a bad kid. So maybe if the alternative school chicks are down with fucking a couple guys at once, but the Catholic school girls that I knew were not. Yeah, these bitches was, was hoes, dog. I grew, I, I grew up some hoes, dog. And that's kind of my proclivity, too, and so it gets me in trouble sometimes. A lot of times. Most of the time it's got me in trouble because I like hoes. But uh, what I was going to say is I, I moved in later on in an apartment and uh, I was I was dating I just started dating this chick little thicky thick she was Shauna she was baddie and uh, <laughs> he was dating this chick and so he came home one night with her dude and I thought he was fucking murdering her dude literally I thought that I was gonna walk out in the morning and he was gonna be packing fucking garbage bags full of this shit but she was having fun <laughs> Yeah, I was like, God damn. Dude, that's one of the things I learned. Now that I'm 46, probably until I was like, probably like mid 30s, I started to realize like, because I had two younger sisters growing up. I was always big brother. I still feel that way about any girl that's younger than me. Like, I just feel protective. I'm a father. Yeah, that's the dichotomy of of me, bro. Probably changed your life. So, uh, oh, I'm a horrible person, and I stayed a horrible person when it came to women for a long time, even after I was a dad to a daughter. I'm not necessarily I'm saying always, that I'm not a horrible person I'm in general. Worshipped, dude. They make my oh, if I'm with with a woman, my heart beat yeah. in my head. I'll, I treat a woman like a queen when I'm with her, dude. Yeah, like my brain doesn't work properly around a woman that I feel for. Like oh, I know. It's just they they rule. They do rule. Um, any any suffering that women you're are inflicted a, upon you're me. You're a fucking cuck, Joel. Any any. <laughs> <laughs> Any any suffering that women have inflicted upon me w- w- was worth it. <laughs> because women rule. But, they do. Uh, they do. They're definitely the fairer sex, for sure. Yeah. I forget where I was going with anything. You got stoned and you I, forgot. I, yeah, I had a point I wanted to make. I don't remember. That you're, uh, 
you're a uh, that... uh, yeah, you're a cuck, but I was gonna say you're like it's, um, it's not that I'm well, a... no, you're uh, not you're not a, a dom, you're a sub, you're a sub. Yeah, That's the word I'm I looking am, for. I am, you're a sub. I am a sub. But, uh, and I'm a dom. But I'm attracted <laughs> to dominant women. Like I, yeah, because you want to be dominated. No, I want to tussle. You have, I, do you have yeah. mommy issues? I think. No, I. Some of that comes from total mommy issues. Daddy issues. You have daddy issues. Why? Because your dad was so hard on you. Oh, thank you for asking. Because now it brings you back to whatever point I was making. I have daddy issues too, bro. Because I didn't have real good times with my any of the fucking people that were supposed to be my dads. But I think the best thing about that is it never gave me a complex. It gave me a complex in a good way. And if you really think about it in the grand scheme of things, even though it fucked me up for a long time, I always told myself I would never be like like my father, like my real father that just left and didn't give a fuck about me, or my fucking dad that killed himself. You know, I would never be like either of those. I would always take care of my fucking kids. And so that's, yeah. And I'm, you know, I try to be super loving with them and let them know that just because, especially with my son, just because you're a man doesn't mean you can't be vulnerable and love, you know, fucking love uh, your father and love your kids and, and be a loving person. You don't have to be hard all the fucking time. Now I get on his ass too and be like, you're such, you're real kind of a pussy, dude. A little bit of a pussy. <laughs> but I feel like I want both my kids to really grow up and loving, you know, that's why me and my daughter are so close, dude, you know, she's my number one, bro, forever, that's my best friend, literally, and at this point, I'm here for her to call or whatever she needs to do when she needs me, that's my entire mission in life at this point with her, and just try to, because she's growing up, dude, I, you know, she's doing her own thing, so, and just to be super leftist on you, uh, Pussies are the most beautiful, strongest sources of creation, so there's nothing wrong if you're... I will agree with you when I say they're beautiful, but... If, if, if your boy's a little feminine, it's not the big... He's not feminine. Know. It's not feminine. He's just a pussy. But how he's do a you bitch. Mean, how do you mean he does, he's a boy boy, dude. He loves to run and play and fucking play guns and, you know, do all the boy shit. What's he bitchy about? He's just a pussy when it comes to... Uh, Doing hole. anything new, you know, Digging like... a hole with the feminists, man. I don't give a fuck, dude. He, say what? What is being bitchy pussy? What is it? He won't... He always bitches out, dude. Like... Quits. Exactly. So, when I was a... Pussies don't quit. When I was a fucking kid his age, and, and I know I grew up in a totally different environment, dude. It's not the same. I was way more independent than him. At his age, I would fucking take off to my gun and my rucksack, dude, and go camp on the property, you know, because we had 15 acres, and he's almost 10, and there's no fucking way I would let him do something like that. Yeah, he can't. Not of course, no, of course. My mom, if she needed to find me, or she knew where I was going to be, I was going to be in, you know, one of a couple of spots on the property, you know, down by the creek, you know, so it, it, uh, I grew up in a different area in a different way, but... Uh, I don't know. He's more metrosexual. No, he's just kind of a bitch, dude. He's a pussy, dude. You know what a pussy is, dude. You grew up when I grew up, you know what a pussy is. Yeah, but I'm just trying to challenge you because it's, it's, a, it's a word that you find trouble with. You find trouble with any word nowadays, man. That's the fucking problem. That's the problem. That's why I don't get, like, be yourself, do what you want to do, but don't get mad if I say something about it. Make a joke. If you are fucking secure in who you are, then you should be able to roll with it, dude. 
But you do hear the voice of the oppressed women rising up saying, fuck that shit, right? Hey. You're on their side. Bro, I know you are. I'm not saying I haven't done some fucking pretty nasty shit considering to women before, dude, you know? I am a, kind of a dominant person sexually, and so, you know. But my, any of the girls that I've ever done anything with are into that shit, so, you know. I'm more like... I never forced it on anybody. I'm more like, yes, please. There's some dirty whores out there. That's I, all I'm saying, right? I remember that... I, that's that's the point I would think about when get back to the point that I was trying to make. So, I had two younger sisters. So, for me growing up, like, the girls were scared of the bugs, you know? It was like, girls didn't like... They were squeamish to me, is what I thought. Yeah. And then, because I'm an idiot, like, I didn't really connect the dots, but then I was kind of terrorized in, like, in high school when, like, I'd go to use the bathroom in the morning and it would be, like, filled with blood in the toilet. I'd be like, oh, like, that's a rough wake-up, you know, like a bloody toilet bowl, you know. But <laughs> it took me till like, my mid-30s to realize that actually when when it comes down to it, women are incredibly less squeamish than men stereotypically. Oh, yeah. Really, when it comes yeah. to blood and guts yeah. and anything nasty with the human body... Women don't because they go through the, they go through the shit every month. Every month they go through. Of it. course. And uh, so that's like an example of like, you know, my father was like mercilessly uncompassionate towards mm-hmm. the fact that my mother had to go through that shit every month. Like he didn't give a fuck. Like, he was prototypical '60s Marine guy. I know who he is. <laughs> that's so crazy. I mean, I guess it really makes sense who you are as a person then. You know, you can either, you can either follow that road and, you know, become, you'd probably be a MAGA guy, you know? Yeah, well, that's what I was raised to be, yeah. 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 Or you can go the complete opposite way (laughs) and become what you have. I played ball, dude. I've never been a window smasher, ever. I've never been the fucking hood. Yeah. You know, I've never been like the fucking catalyst of chaos. I've always been friends with people that were down for crazy shit, and, like, I would stand right next to them while they were doing it, but I was never, like, the fucking guy who was like, yeah, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. You know, I was just, like, along for the ride. Yeah. But, you know, I was the guy in, in homeroom where my buddies would be like, tell me what I need to know about the reading from last night for the quiz, you know? And I'd, <laughs> like, tell them, like, five things to write down, you know? Uh, like, I, I believed. I believed in, in, in the concept of respect for elders. That, yeah. that I didn't know, but they did. Or they knew more than me. Yeah. And then in my 20s, it was like I was, you know, I'd signed up. Like when I graduated, I was going to do four years, life on the line, like traveling the world, ready to die for yeah. the USA. And I'm like confronting that with like this fucking horrible Marine officer instructor that came in who I loathed. Like he lived like less than two miles from where my parents' house was that I grew up in. Like, I heard about what a piece of shit he was, even in the civilian world. And he was a piece of shit at his job, too. You know what I mean? And I was like, this guy's fucking telling me how to be a leader. Marine's like, oh, my God, I don't want to be a leader. And I'm listening to Bob Marley, and I'm, like, reading all kinds of fucking stuff like Nietzsche and Hermann Hesse. You got woke, bro. All these crazy German motherfuckers. And I'm like, I, I th- everything's fucked that I was taught. Like it's 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 an endless war system. Yeah. And it's like, and you probably would have, uh, like this is yeah, a, you you probably would have been a lieutenant or some shit, right? Second lieutenant yeah. is what I was going in. Yeah. So so this is how crazy it is. Like, 
I was on a drill team. Like I have like the flag tattooed on my thigh from when I was on the drill team. We were undefeated for four years. We never lost to West Point, Texas A&M, yeah. Naval Academy. We beat everybody. And like we spun rifles. That we were a trick drill team. We mm-hmm. threw rifles to each other and stuff silent. Yeah. And um, the the one that's like world famous is in D.C. It's they're enlisted Marines. It's at Eighth and I in D.C. It's a free show if you ever get a chance. It's I've amazing. seen them do it before. Yeah. It's amazing. They use fixed bayonets. We we weren't allowed to use fixed bayonets because yeah. of lawyers. They they used to, but in mind, but <laughs> not anymore. They're not allowed anymore. <laughs> like you know, Philly's where the Second Continental Congress was held in Declaration mm-hmm. Hall, and uh. One night they they made us do a command performance where we did our silent drill routine indoors at night at the Smedley Butler League, and I was like, I was a college student. I'm like, who the fuck is the Smedley Butler League? Fucking yeah. that that on a Friday night we got to get dressed up yeah. and go. We were practicing for a month for this fucking yeah. private affair. Like, what the fuck? Now it, you know. Now that I'm like, you know, wanting fucking world peace and trying to figure out how to unfuck the USA come to find out Smedley Butler was a Marine who served like 33 years. And in like 1910 or 1930, he wrote this book war is a racket. And he's like, I was in 25 different countries and it was for seven corporations. It's all for private profit. Like, it's like, yeah, a lot of it is for sure. dude. What, look at what happened in Iraq. And he's revered as a Marine, dude. Yeah. It's like, how can you That's hold strange. it? How, how can you hold it all together? You know? Like, like when I was losing my mind when W was in H.W.'s son, mm-hmm. you know, the sec, the lesser Bush. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the last, like, year when you knew he was going, it was like they were having blackouts at the White House where, like, they were losing power. And it would be, like, announced on NPR, like, the White House lost power for two hours a day. And I would literally be driving in my car, like, painting in Pennsylvania and I'd be like thinking to myself like manically maniacally thinking to myself like fucking Marines are fucking it's a coup like we're finally fucking taking it back from the fucking from the fucking coup you know it's it's the people are fucking rising up <laughs> that's why there's the power down they're fucking securing that uh, shit yeah. guarding, you wish they would have now they're guarding Trump Guantanamo is yeah. still up drone war is still up concentration at the border and we're in a mask world yeah so things haven't uh, necessarily got better. <laughs> oh man, it's bad, bro. It's bad. I I don't know. I don't know. I got in a little funk a couple of months back, dude. What? Like kind of in between when I saw you last when we recorded the first one, and this time, dude, I got in a little funk, dude. I was going to Seattle every week, and I was barely back, and. The whole friggin' Rona thing, and I was just like, and I, you know, you don't even really notice it at the time. You're just feeling like whatever, you know, fuck. And kind of looking back on it, I was like, fuck, dude, I was. I don't know I if got, I want to call I it depressed. Run, I was just fucking. I got the Rona blues to this day, dude. Yeah. Everything's a mess. I'm trying to be more happy about it, but. We're not, there's no, there's no solution in sight. No. Everything's getting crazier, by the minute. I think that. At this point, I'm just like, I'm just rolling with it at this point, dude. Nothing I can do to change it. Whatever. You know? Well, you're in a... I've given up. You're in a solid position <laughs> to ride it out. Who knows? You know, it's because we're not going to feel the effects of it till next year. When the economy really takes a shit. And then, 
not gonna be working. Do you got do you got yourself a month's worth of canned goods and shit, like tuna fish and fucking beans and shit? Just, what else can you do? You know. I'm gonna go buy a new gun. I know that. You already got guns. I know. I'm gonna get another one. Yeah, but stock up on fucking canned goods first. I'm gonna stock them on an AK, bro. I'm gonna stop. Get yourself some fucking tuna and shit like that. We're all fucked. There's a chain shortage. That's that's federally created. <laughs> like that, if the change ain't rolling, it's because the Fed ain't giving it out. They're trying to fucking switch everybody over to cards, bro. It's the beginning of the microchipping. It, for over 10 years, it's cost more to make a penny than a penny's worth. Oh, yeah. Mm. We're so in the hole, it's ridiculous, eh? The USA has a lot of hammers that are going to drop on it. The, the root one is that this is indigenous land and indigenous <laughs> culture. Because that is the root of the USA culture, the spirit of the people across this nation. But do you really think a hammer is going to drop on that? I the, thought you were talking the, the about The hammer's like, going to drop in the sense that our society doesn't acknowledge it. It, it oppresses it. So, so that's, that's, that's the root hammer drop. That, like, until that one drops, every other one is secondary to the, to the root hammer drop. That's the root hammer drop. That it's, it, you know, any, if you listen to Ezra Klein or Joe Rogan or any educated white person, including me or you, n- none of our points are valid without that context. Like, they're, that's my point is that like any esoteric discussion of finance global politics blah 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 is irrelevant to the fact that the corny earthy good-hearted open america that people die for that that is either a myth or a reality for everyone that lives in the united states of america but it's like it it's the root culture like Pennsylvania is different than Connecticut is different than Jersey is different than Oregon, yeah. but I'm welcome in all of them and down in Mexico and up in Canada because there's a commonality of culture that comes from the people of the land yeah. that are the land of the Americas. It's, it's just, there's a, that if you can open up your heart and let people know it, they open up theirs in a way that if you're from Europe or if you're from Asia, it's different. It's just, I don't know how to describe it. It's just different. You're talking ethnically? Because we're white, we can go anywhere and be accepted because white people run shit? I'm saying culturally that... What is white people culture? I'm saying culturally (laughs) that there are a lot of very European... Yes, because this thing has been conquered by Europeans. There are European hangouts in the Americas. But they're hangouts. They're clubs. They're country clubs. They're halls. They're... Debutante balls, their their banquets, their weddings, their 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 specific events at specific places, but actually the actual fucking nitty gritty, the street, the people, the, the the people of the land, you know the yeah, it's either very evangelical, racist Christian, or or brown earthiness, and even the racist genocidal Christian folk still have like a generosity of like uh... if you're white <laughs> yeah that's true yeah I can't even speak on that because I am I, I'm accepted by them just on I the mean yeah. the religious people are the yeah. most hypocritical out of all of them man yeah. I mean that's a whole nother fucking discussion 
we'll have to talk about religion one of these Well, days. my thing about here's my one-liner about religion. I want to preach about not preaching. Nobody should be preaching. That's my preach. You have, it, you have every right to preach, bro. First Amendment. Everybody, everybody <laughs> should just do whatever they, whatever floats their boat. Nobody should be telling each other what to do. Well, there's supposed to be a separation of church and state, but we see that's not really the truth. I'm addressing that in a future one uh, talk where I'm, there's this book where this Moravian missionary was the first federal negotiator for the new government with the, all the Native Americans when they started making treaties. It was, a, it was a Christian missionary that was on behalf of the federal government. Yeah. How's that separation of church and state? Well, there's never been that, but they still don't have to pay taxes. Bullshit. So let's talk about what's going on downtown, dude. Let's get into it. So last night, we both saw a YouTube video of the peaceful protest, and then did you see it? Here's what I don't understand about that video. Stop here real quick before you get going any further. It's supposed to be a live feed. But there was it was different times of day in some of the feeds. So he has streamers up, and some of the streamers might be in places where it's still light out, but probably not. <laughs> You're in the same city, bro. Where is there a place where it's dark and the well, lights are light in, Like you know, another place. But oh, uh, not in Portland. Yeah, but also if that was it Hong Kong or something, if or? that streamer that he was on and he's not paying attention, if they end their stream. It'll restart the stream from earlier in the day when they started. Yeah. And then, did you see it when it light, lights up late at night when the fucking tear gas and shit? At this point, I'm just like, it's happening. I'm not mad about it. I'm cool. They can protest or whatever. And fuck the feds. I can't believe we're having this fascist fucking militia roll into our fucking town. Like, I'm upset about that. There's Trump trying to be a king again. You know? Now he says he wants to cancel the elections, which he has no power to do. So... <laughs> He's just spouting bullshit, but... Well, on the base of the argument, culturally, it seems to be, you know, he's nakedly saying, like, this is about law and order. These protesters need to be smashed by the state system. Yeah. And it's like, if you're there or if you watch any of it, it's very clear that the people are in the streets because the people who are supposed to protect and serve us and protect the peace mm -hmm. are literally murdering people in the streets. Yeah. And so they're peacefully protesting in the streets, civil disobedience style saying no more police violence, stop getting away with murdering yeah. us. And so then when everyone goes to sleep at night, these cops who they're peacefully protesting against come out and fucking smash them. And it's like, yeah, there are a couple kids that are throwing in Molotov cocktails and fireworks. And there always will be. And if there aren't, the friggin' Fed will send in their own. And it's like, you know, if we're tolerating people pulling up in a sedan and getting out with unmarked camouflage uniforms and throwing someone into a car and disappearing them, yeah, and calling that the United States of America, like, yeah, we—that's not the. See, that, that's one that I love about these fucking MAGA fools because they're still—they're supposed to be freedom, freedom, America, and they're shut up when it comes to this shit, dude. Right. And that's all right. Right. Like, what if it happens to you, bro? Like, it'd be all right if it happened painter, to you. The painter bros I know that are in a QAnon and flat Earth and, and stuff like that, like they're like, why doesn't everyone just shut up and listen to Trump? Everything would be fine. <laughs> it's an it's an un it's an unbridgeable divide. Yeah, but it's all tribalism. It's not about what's right or what's wrong anymore. But it's like, you know, when I talk to him, it's like we agree on ninety nine percent of shit, 
And it's like, you know, like the biggest divide where I saw him get heated was where he was like, I'll step up to a dude if he's going to burn the flag. And I was like, dude, I'm not into burning the flag personally. Yeah. Although it is the proper, respectful way to get rid of a flag that has been damaged. Yeah. Like, that's what you do. You ceremonially burn it. And I said, but I said, anybody has the right to do anything having to do with expression. Yeah. I'm not going to stop anybody from doing it. If you fly the flag upside down, it means distress. And if I was going to fly an American flag right now, I would fly it upside yeah. down. So it's like one step away from burning it in protest. Like, it's like. I fucking kill you. No, no, no. He, he took all that, you know, like, but, it, but he, but he did get fired up about the flag burner. Yeah. I'm like looking at him and I'm like, you were the guy when you were 17 that was smashing windows. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, I was. And I was like, and you know the cops are fucking with people. And he's like, yeah, they are. And I'm like, so what the fuck are you talking about? You know? When it comes down to it, it doesn't matter. You're, you've picked a side, dude. At this point, everybody's picked their side. Except for me, I'm still in the middle going, what the fuck? I'm fucked both sides. Me? The so that's the same with me? The Democrats and the Republicans are not answers. No. They're problems. The Democrats are enabling Republicans. So they're Republicans. They're Republicans minorities they're minority republicans because when they're in power the republicans shut everything down yeah nothing happens and then the republicans come in and fuck everything up and the democrats come in and go we can try to fix it yeah and then they lose again and, and they don't do shit yeah and it's cyclical <laughs> in my life you know what i mean does it but it's it's because not only do the republicans shut it down when the democrats have it but when the democrats have it or the republicans have it that that coup that like secret yeah. fucking global tentacled cia nsa fbi fucking homeland security fucking stasi apparatus is like <laughs> it's calling all the shots for us you know what i mean yeah it's making our geopolitical decisions when have we ever voted on support of israel in our lives ever once ever but every year it gets a unanimous vote yeah you know what i mean well that's how it's supposed to work, though. That's how the fucking So there's shit. a war against the We're Lakota. supposed to be able to trust the people that we put into fucking power, so and that's a, where the breakdown is. So there's a war against the Lakota that, like, 453 nationally recognized tribes, probably another 200 on top of that at least. But, you know, we're, we're willing to uh, supply nuclear weapons and uh, and financial, you know, military aid yeah. to a hornet's nest of rage that wants to expand and is illegally expanding. Yeah. In breaking all we abandoned the geneva convention openly with bush yeah you know it was like here's pictures of fucking stacking people in hood hooded fucking prisoners mm. like a pyramid yeah and fucking giving the devil horns uh fuck the geneva conventions but uh but but north korea is an evil dictator <laughs> but china exactly. but china's a security culture exactly we just have a different hierarchy that's, I mean, that's my basic point about everything. I mean, it's been this way for millennia, and it's going to stay this way because shit don't change. You may think it changes. Maybe variations on a different theme, you know? I think that there is a root code language of Mother Earth that indigenous cultures are still connected to, and it is sustainable, it is magical. It is the source of creation and life on Earth. Possibly we're living in the event horizon of a black hole. 
possibly there's a new black hole intersecting it known as the digital universe and it, everything is a paradox here it seems like the fucking planet where paradox can happen there are people who are in tune with the stars and the wind and the stones and the water and it is not in the interest of tyranny and oligarchy and aristocracy for those people to have a voice but if they are given voice and there is not a war against them an oppressive war against them and they are given a voice shit can flip on a dime like flip on a dime i don't think so though these constructs have been in place for so long it's not going to flip on a dime but what if we come to find out that the root of all the constructs is psychedelic mushrooms you know what i mean what if oh, like we're living in a fantasy? No, that like the root of the organized religions is a worship of the fact that if you eat psychedelic mushrooms. Oh, uh, I probably think most of those dudes that were having weird fucking dudes right. and shit were high as fuck on some, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, like what if like we start to like find commonalities between the differences, you know? It's like, did I tell you my theory that uh, why can't we have like a Brady Bunch style split screen live with like Putin? President of the U.S., President of the EU, the Queen of England, the Pope, the head of the... It's like a reality show. The Russian Orthodox. And get them all up there live for the world. Anybody that wants to tune in, just free. At all times? No, specifically to hammer out what they agree on. Isn't that what they're supposed to do? Like the G8 and shit, dude? Isn't that what they do there? When that shit happens, it fucking locks down a nation. They got fucking you well, know, yeah. tanks and fucking all the you got shit. the fucking most powerful people in the world. They could live. They could just be wherever they live. Just boom, boom, boom. Well, you're going to have to now because mm-hmm. you're going to be zooming that shit because we live in a fucking different dimension now. Yeah, there's a lot happening right now and it just keeps happening on top of happening. I know, that's kind of why I'm just feeling like... Uh, I'm just going to roll with it because I'll lose my shit if I don't. Hang in there, bro. <laughs> I just keep on trucking, man. No matter what happens, bro. It's just who I am. I might have some downtime, but I always make it through. I got too much to do. I got to take care of my kid. Are you, like, literally at the point where, like, if you're not scooping Kratom into your mouth, you're not happy? I don't know. I haven't been there in a long time, so... <laughs> I've been taking this shit for a while. Like you can't remember the last day you didn't. That's probably been a couple of years. A couple of years without a day without it. Oh no, no, it's been about a year, a little over a year. I went a couple of weeks because I had to piss clean. They care about it. When I went through all that bullshit, <coughs> when I pissed dirty, I needed, I couldn't have anything in my system, nothing. Had to be fucking iron. <laughs> whatever because <laughs> I was fucking getting back to be able to go back to work it wasn't that I was just taking a piss test for the fucking thing you know it was here show you I'm alright I'll be back I am John full compliance Harding that's right when I went to the drug counselor dude cause I went through treatment shit I fucking I know all that shit and uh she was like so I think you have a problem with marijuana and I was like why? I smoke it at night. That's it. When I go to bed, would you rather have me take an Ambien? Something like that? Yeah. I mean, you're, you, you call it medicine, right? Exactly. That's how I wind down in the night. I don't have a drink. I don't... I smoke herb. I work all day. I want to come home and relax. And that's how I like to relax. And she's like, well, you can quit right now, do you think? And I go, yeah, I am quitting right now. I actually quit. 
for 30 days to take this piss test. I quit for fucking four years. I quit everything for four years. Uh, I might have to take a piss test coming up, too, and I'm not, like, looking forward to it. Because at this point, dude, like, this shit's legal, and I'm like, fuck you. I don't want to take your stupid piss test. That's why you need to take your Navinol so you don't have to worry about it. I don't even have a doctor. I haven't had a doctor in years. got to gain them. Take what's federally legal. Yeah. Does it show up any different in your system, or it's just the same? I'll let you know. I don't know. I mean, no issues whatsoever. The lab calls you the day they get it, and they say, Hi, we're the lab, blah, blah, blah. Are you Joel Miller? Yes. We were calling and notify you that you tested positive for THC. Yeah, I have a prescription. Give us the pharmacy that you get it from and the doctor. Okay, here are their numbers. Okay, bye. Pass, pass. They let you work? They let you work? I came into the union pissing like that. That's all I came in. Oh. You can do it. So my last doctor told me when Trump came in that there were new Fed guidelines and they couldn't prescribe it for me anymore. And I was like, thanks for no thanks, honey. And she died. <laughs> and so I had to get a new doctor. And, I and he was like, hook it up. <laughs> I told him what happened and he was like, all right, you one. And I'm like, well, apparently she said, you know, did the guidelines change? And he's like, what are they going to do, call me? <laughs> I was like, well, I Oh, it's a true doctor. Everybody's you know, everybody, crazy. He's taking, he's taking care of me. Yeah. I'm like, I got a need, and he's like, I'll fill it. Yeah. You know, like, the, like the old pharmacist that used to have the liquid cocaine and shit. Well, that's what happened. That's how I got strung out on fucking pills, bro. So I don't know how I feel about Dude, that. <laughs> that's why my thing is, it comes from the earth. And you're, you know, that's it. As soon as human hands and manipulate it, it's too much. Dude, the medical industry was the biggest deal I ever dealt with, bro. Kept pushing that shit. I could ask them for whatever, and they'd be like, yeah, sure. The medical industry has incurred and, and generated for itself out of my existence probably three to five million dollars worth of bills. I would guess. <laughs> I would guess. That's a lot. I mean, dude, how much do you think it costs for like five, six weeks at like uh, five, six weeks at a drug rehab? Oh, yeah, I'm sure or, that's expensive. Or, or, or six weeks in a loony bin, or, you know, another five weeks in a loony bin, or another five weeks in a loony bin, or, or, or you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, I one time I went in, I probably already told you this, my mom's like, you gotta go, you're crazy. And uh, I was like, no. So my old man goes and calls an ambulance to the house. They six-point restrain me take me to the hospital i wait two hours in the emergency room finally get admitted up into the mental ward within like an hour and a half of being there i was like i, I don't know dude i i became kind of like maniacally possessed and i was like i was like i'm signing myself out of this out of this fucking place i don't need to be here and uh you know i'll live homeless but i'm not gonna spend weeks here being forced pills and yeah. shit like howled all and fucking mm -hmm. so this is god's honest truth so i maniacally chubbed up and walked butt naked out into the hallway from my room and just started fucking yanking on my dick <laughs> and people would like see me looking in the hallway and they would just duck away you know and uh they came up to me and they're like please get back to your room and i looked at, looked at them and i was like let me sign out <laughs> and they were like, all right, go go in your room. We'll let you sign out. And I was like, all right. And they let me sign out.
How old were you at that point? I was like probably like 30. Oh, okay. 29, 30. I don't know, man. I'd have to do the math on it. <laughs> it, 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 it was like, it was like, uh, it was like 06 ish. So it's 14 years ago. 34, 46 right now. Minus 4, 42, 32. It's like 32. Well, look where you're at now, bro. So, dude, they let me sign out. It worked. <laughs> you I think fucking, they have seen shit like that before. <laughs> I fucking get to the outside and I call my mommy on the payphone and I'm like, come pick me up. They let me out and she's like, honey, we'll be there next week to visit you. It's okay. Like think it, thinking I'm crazy. Yeah. Thinking that, I, yeah. that I'm trying to trick her or something. I'm like, all right, I'll walk home. And I walked like, I don't know. It's probably like 10 miles. <laughs> Cause I didn't have anything. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I had nothing on me. And when you got home, you were almost like, come in. <laughs> she just couldn't even believe it. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. I mean, it took me till I was like mid thirties, like probably like 36, 38, where I was like, oh, like I can't have my own head and let my father's world be in my head too. Like, yeah. There, there's no reconciling it. Mm-hmm. It literally can't they can't both exist yeah like, we both want each other dead basically the antithesis of your fucking being on both sides yeah 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 he's got a my way or the highway and i'm like that's devil shit <laughs> yeah like, you're the you, you are the great satan <laughs> you know what i mean like not you know Look, look, he gave me good qualities and he's half the reason I exist. I love the guy, but uh, every good quality that he gave me is also suspect because he's that much of an evil prick. Yeah. So it's like even the good things that I thought I was proud of over time, I'm like, fuck, that's a problem too. I don't feel like you need to love anybody because they're your family, dude, you know? I mean, he's half my creation. Yeah. My mother chose to this day to make a world with him and my mother's the other half and I love her yeah. you know like whatever she needs you yeah know? like I she could move in here if she wanted to yeah. you know what I mean like whatever she needs so I, half the reason that I hate him so much is because of watching how he did her mm-hmm. you know what I mean like and still does yeah you know but it's her choice you know so it's been going on so long you know <laughs> people get fucking uh Set in their schedules, dude. You know, I do it. Her dad was like, "You're not going to college unless you want to be a nurse or a nun." Yep. <laughs> Nobody wants to be a nun. Who the fuck would you want to be a nun, or anything in the church at all, really? Well, I mean, dude, I thought about it when I was—I was an altar boy and shit. I was trained for it, and it was like, I—I I would literally say to priests that asked, I would be like. I would be interested in being a priest, except I love women. Like, yeah. I want to be with, ironically, I'm 46 and single. So dumb, dude. Why the fuck do they even do that anyway? I don't get, like, you have to be married to God and shit? Come on, now. Well, People are fundamentally flawed. I've said this before. <laughs> apparently, it's to cipher power to, like, the queen bee freaking pedophile queen of fucking planet Earth. <laughs> because... There's an elaborate system of fuckery going on. Oh, dude. 
Just think about how much power they have and how long they fucking were able to keep that quiet. One out of three of the priests of the 12 Augustinian priests that I knew in the four years at Malvern Preparatory School. Yeah. Four of the 12 were charged. That's a third. Yeah. That's fuckery. Yeah, that's horrible. That's systemic fuckery. Yeah. And the dude who runs it to this day, Father Flynn, he was my theology teacher. Uh... Dude, I had fucking honors pre-calc, and I told him, I'm like, if you don't give me a C in this class, I'm going to lose my four-year scholarship to college. Like, I have to pass to get Mm -hmm. my scholarship, and I can't do this shit. (laughs) And so he gave me, like, a C-minus or something. Passing. Let me go. Um, Like, I love the dude. He was put into a seminary school when he was 13. He has no concept of reality, dude. These are this. This is the same Catholic Church that ravaged up until twenty, thirty years ago. Fucking, you're a Native American. We're taking your kid. We're cutting their hair. Yeah. Putting them in a boarding school. Punishing them if they speak their native language. Like, there's a school right by my mom's house, dude. Exactly that. Exactly that, dude. And the Mormons are knocking on their doors too. Yeah. And the Jehovah's Witnesses. It's like, holy shit. How do you turn the Prince of Peace into a freaking weapon of war? Shit's fucked up, man. That's the whole point. Like, I think shit's fucked up now. It's always been fucked up. Why don't more people see that? That bugs me. You know, my Marine PTSD daddy used to have an expression. If something was there a long time ago, and he was around someone that was in the military, he would say, Oh, yeah, since Christ was a corporal. (laughs) That was one of his lines. And it's like, and it's like, on one level, it's like, if you think about it, it's like, yeah, we're talking Roman Empire, and we're talking like, you know, this, like, Pontius Pilate, Roman judges, like, hey, Jews, you're unruly, you got shit going on, you got wars going on, <laughs> who do you want me to torture and kill, this dude here, or uh, Barabbas, who's out in the battlefields killing people, and they're like, kill this dude here. Yeah. Well, he was a carpenter, right? Yeah. What if he was a carpenter, like, for the army? <laughs> what if he was a corporal? What if he built that fucking what uh, if he was a crucifix? <laughs> I'm not even sure that Jesus was a real person. Well, you know I think about, he might have been. You know about Mithraism? I believe he was, yeah. Mithras? Yeah. From Persia? Yeah. Born of a virgin Mary yeah. on the same day? It's all the same shit, dude. What's the other one? Uh, the the one that goes even farther back, Sumerian. Zor- Zoroastrianism? Um What's his name, dude? It's another... It's like Sumerian creationist myth. I can't remember the name. Epic Gilgamesh? Gilgamesh. That's who it is. Yeah. Same shit, dude. It's all... And his best friend, Humbaba. It's all the same shit, dude. It's all those tales that have been told since we started fucking telling tales. And it gets changed up a little bit for your shit. That's what I don't get about... (coughs) You know, Jews, Christians, and and Muslims fundamentally believe the same shit. Muslims love Jesus. Like, they're all trying to figure out how to live around each other. They all worship the fundamentally the same God, right? They all are children of Abraham and blah, 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 blah. They all, so fundamentally, they're worshiping the same God. Now, Christians think that Jesus was God reincarnated on earth or whatever. So that so that's why the Jews don't get with it. But it's fundamentally the same God, right? They Christians uh, recognize the Old Testament as well. And then Muslims, fucking, they recognize Christ and God and... Allah is just their fucking God, you know? It's all, the same people are all in all those stories, dude. I feel like 
the way I make sense of it nowadays is that I can't help but think that Christianity is a heretic stolen offshoot from Judaism. That there is a tradition called Judaism that's like 6,000, I don't know how long back their calendar goes, 6,000 years or something. I believe so. Well, then like there's that. one that shot off of it for the past 2,000. And it is not in agreement with the, the system that it came from. It just isn't. There's, there's In a lot of ways it is, though. There's a conflict there. And there's a conflict that in the U.S. is being manipulated to, to support a militant Israel, which yeah. really is very, very troubling. Look at how uh, uh, fractured Christianity is, if, dude. If there was not an oppressed Native people underneath all of that, it, it would be less troubling. This is a, it's always Joel's go-to line. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, if if the USA, like, just magically appeared out of fucking nowhere... They did, bro. That's what I was taught. Then its support of Israel would would be less objectionable, except for the fact that Israel is expansionist against everything, and and they have an apartheid system against Palestine. Yeah. It's it's horrible. It's because they're our friends that we let it slide. They're trying to create something new, and they're being bad neighbors, which is a horrible recipe. Like, you don't don't move on But it's about money. You don't be the new kid on the block like a dick. Yeah. Flexing. And if they're going to flex, they shouldn't be doing it with, with, with us. And another deeper level, it really irked me because like when I was raised Christian, you know, like you hear about the Jewish people and that they're definitely not Christians. Fucking Jews. Like that was my dad, you know, like, you know, black people and Jews were two people that he liked <laughs> to talk about. I honestly don't know why Jews are so hated. Well, because they killed Christ, I guess. Are we still going back to that? <laughs> are we still pissed off about that? <laughs> honestly, I think at root it's that they're exclusionary. You know that you get that you have a culture that's like you're not it you're not us. Hi, we're this. You're not us. And you're talking about like Semitic practicing because regular Jews aren't. What do you mean? Like Hasidic Jews, you know, fucking hardcore. Yeah, they are, but a lot of Jewish people are still just regular people. That, that's exactly true of every single religion. Yeah, it is. Every religion, the vast majority <laughs> people are beautiful brothers. But yeah, they, it isn't a very exclusionary. But at the type root, thing. at the root yeah. of the argument, we are the chosen people. If you're not a chosen person, fuck off. Well, I don't know about fuck off, but there's us and there's you. Yeah, you know, there's a division. Yeah. So, but there's that in every religion. Well, certainly isn't in the Mormons or the or the evangelists. Those are all offshoots, Morgans, though, dude. They're like, come to me, come to me. Come I know, but those are offshoots of Christianity, which are offshoots of Judaism. Yeah. So and. These so are, is these are repercussions. Islam. These these are repercussions of an exclusionary. See what I'm saying? But all of them the are exclusionary. That, Islam uh, believes that you know they're fucking infidels, learned, motherfucker. You're learned, infidels. What I learned from indigenous cultures of the Americas is that we're all one people, one family, at root. Well, that's true genetically too. I mean, but you don't get that from Judaism or Christianity culture. So why do you think? If we're fundamentally all, we all came from Africa. If you have any fucking brains, you know that we evolved from I mean, Africa. It depends on how far you want to go back. I think life, I'm going all the way back all, to life on like like that when when living organisms left the ocean onto land. No, 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 no. I'm talking it probably about, was there. I'm talking about the human race when the okay. human race evolved. This is what I don't get. The first since evolution. we're all fundamentally the, the same people, the spark of of and man. how you know Caucasians moved or people moved into Europe and and it's the sun doesn't shine as much and so you don't have the melanin. That's all it is. 
It's the fucking sun, dude. It's where you live. So, so, is what the color of your skin. So, so I don't go, like, get the why need, the we need separate of, each other by the most fucking here's the thing. materialistic thing is the color of our skin. That's what I, I, I can't I, wrap my head around. I totally comprehended an Afrocentric point of view because of Public Enemy and Spike Lee. They do the right thing. In the 80s, the whole... I'm, not even, I'm speaking to science. Be-bo- science. Be-bo- well, so that's what... So now, nowadays, it seems like that there were separate evolutions on Earth that, like, the Native Americans have always said that they were always here, that they didn't come across the Bering Lambridge, that they were always here. There's DNA, though. And they also said that, uh, they also said that the horses were here, and when the Spaniards brought them, they said, ah, you brought us them back. And nowadays, with DNA testing and everything, there just was a dude whose DNA in, in Washington State is traced back 16,000 years directly to Peru from the people to from Peru to like some fucking islanders, Pacific Islanders. I don't yeah. Know, the Tagalog people are like, I don't know, from like 16,000 years ago. And then the horses actually did originate in the Americas that the most ancient horse yeah. came from here, ended up in Europe and then came back. Like, so it's like, if they're, if they're able to know this from oral tradition, just from the stories, they didn't even have it written down. This is just from the culture of the world that they passed on. In their, you know what I mean? The way they spoke to each other because of the universe that they made and lived in. Like, that's like, so it's like. Yeah, it's different culture developed differently. So, yeah, so it's like, you know, and now they're like, you know, oh, we found a new type of fucking midget person that lived in this fucking island here, and Russia found their own special type of fucking caveman, and it's like, hey, how far back do you want to break it down? But, but like, the deserts of the Sahara probably at one time were, like, the reason that sand is there is because it's all probably mulched fucking tropical. Yeah, well, we know that, dude. We, yeah. we do know that. Part of it was ocean at some point, you know, it was all try. It's because of the rotation of the planet and the way it's uh, in relation to the equator. Well, technically, at multiple times in the Earth's long lifespan, it has been one landmass. So, Pangea. Farther back. Chaos is in the future, politically and geographically. It's happening right now, bro. You don't think this is chaotic? It's not super chaotic. I mean, I. I am not of the mindset that there won't be a violent conflict upcoming in this fucking country. There are delicate supply lines that are still in effect and working. You know. You think when that breaks down is when it's going to go sideways? I think it might break break down in the election, dude. I think that the Trumpers might fucking go crazy if they lose. Yeah, they might provoke a civil war. Yeah. Between now and the election. Yeah. If Trump already is saying, let's delay it. Yeah. What he's signaling is, is lock and load. Yeah. Go down with the fight. Yep. Hey, hey, whites who are now going to be a minority instead of a majority of population in the U.S., fucking kill for it. I just hope there's enough fucking uh, generals that hate his fucking ass for how he talks about the military. Well, it's like I was telling you about the fantasies about when the lights were going out at the White House with Bush. It's like, you know... So, with my, like, pipe dream fantasies of, like, uh, Paradise on Earth, indigenous take over the Fed and states, and the secret agencies that have been secretly surveilling U.S. citizens for generations need to 
open up their closets and air out all their dirty laundry and let the people know because they say that they're doing all this for the sake of our security. They're like, yeah, we got you. Yeah. In ways that we're not even allowed, we have you. Yep. But it's for your best interest. Mm -hmm. And so that is a myth because how long have we been at war internationally? Two decades? Yeah. 20 years? Going on that, yeah. Like 35 if you count the CIA. Yeah, proxy wars and all that bullshit. And and, and over 100 if you count Guatemala, you had a fruit company with the CIA. Yeah. Jeez, we've had our fingers in everything for a long time, man. And ever since the existence of the USA, if you count all Native Americans. Well, that's just, I mean, that's why you think about, you know, how fucked up shit is now. But like I said, it's just a lot of it's just coming to light, you know. It's, It's not like I didn't know that shit was fucked up, you know. I've, I'm, I'm not a stupid person. I like to learn, so I've learned how really fucked up we've been over the years. And the fact that everybody can just overlook that, the hypocrisy, is a fucking amazing to me, dude. When I was a little kid in the 80s, I had an Aunt Betty who was like, who was like my grandmother's aunt. And she lived by herself in downtown Philly in a row home. And she was widowed. And her husband had been a postman for like... 20, 30 years, he was a, he delivered mail for the, for the post office and she had a pension and she lived on his pension and she lived in this too much of a house for herself, but it was, it was where she'd live with him. Like she didn't want to go anywhere. Like her friends lived around the corner and yeah. you know, these three old ladies would go knocking around in a Cadillac and in accidents and shit, <laughs> go shopping at Macy's and stuff. And it was like, she was able to live like that doing jack shit. Like her life was a tea party. Because her husband had been a fucking mailman for yeah. like 20, 30 years. Like, that is a gift, you know, that like she was able to do jack shit because he worked hard for a couple decades. Yeah. Like, that's a blessing. And that no longer exists. It just doesn't exist anymore. And that, because that was on a 40 hour week, you know? Yeah. And so it just doesn't exist anymore. And so, so what should exist? Not 60% of the budget goes to defense in the sense of wars overseas and military. Yeah. But 60% of the budget goes to the people, quality of life, sustainable infrastructure. You need a new roof. We're going to put a solar panel roof on you. Yeah. The Fed is because we're going to take the electricity from it and feed the grid with it. We're going to have a microgrid everywhere. Solar fucking everything. So if one part gets knocked out, another part's still going and it's sustainable. You know, we're not burning fossil fuels for it. Here's where I have a disagreement a little bit with that type of shit is that I I do believe in there being regulations and shit like that. We need those governing bodies to keep people in check, even though there's a lot of underhanded shit that still fucking goes on and the corporations still pollute and fucking all that shit. But at a certain point, I also don't believe that the government should get too big because I don't want it involved in everything. You know what I'm saying? There's got to be a... so. So they are involved in everything. I know. They can literally snoop everything. In the eighties, the argument was big business is is better than big government. But you, you want the power to go to the business should fucking know, especially from your perspective, that large government. I would expect that you wouldn't want be the type of person that doesn't want large government government involved in everything. I don't think government has to be large or involved in everything, but I think that government should largely empower everyone. I yeah, think, you know, it's like. It's like we already have, think of the bureaucratic nightmare hell that is state and federal government right now. Like, I don't know if you've ever had to really fuck with paperwork for anything, but it's yeah unbelievable. Yeah. Like the, the, 
$27,000 a year salaried employee at the fucking state welfare office is like looking at you like, this is how you lie to get a check. <laughs> this is how you answer. Yeah. Don't answer that way. Answer this way. Yeah. And that's what they're getting paid to do. Yeah. Because they know what'll fucking work and not for you. So it's like, if it's that busted, stop trying to focus any energy towards any of that. Just have handouts that are givens, you know, like, like, uh, like. This, I was down with the Yang guy that wanted to give everybody a thousand dollars a month. Like I thought civic, that was a fucking good one. The Civic Center, you know, it's like, well, now there's no gatherings at the Civic Center. Make it a fucking homeless shelter. Put 20,000 people in the goddamn Civic Center. Space them six feet apart. Do whatever weird white shit you got to do to make yourself happy. Fucking respirators, fucking filters, whatever. People living in tents on the street because they fucking would rather hit a pipe than fucking care about fucking rent. Like, let them hit the pipe with a roof over their head where there's a fucking... (laughs) Where there's a shitter and a shower, you know, and food. You know, like, what the fuck? And it's like, if you want to fucking be that guy, go be that guy. There's a whole world to live for, you know. But there's sickness in our country. Don't punish the people who are sick. There has to be consequences, though, too. The consequences are that's all you're doing is you're pooping in a fucking government toilet, eating government cheddar, and smacking government smack. I don't know if I believe in that. That's taking a little too far for my taste. Every country they do it in, it works. I believe in legalizing drugs completely. Well, how the fuck? But I don't believe in giving them to fucking uh, junkies. I don't think that's good. That's how you get off it. Yeah, but I made a choice. That's what I'm saying. You have to fucking make a choice, dude. It's the only way anybody's ever I got, I hit rock bottom because I fucking ended up with nothing, dude. So if I can still bang smack and go have a place to sleep and a a meal and shit, I don't have to worry about anything except getting my money from my fucking drugs. Why is, how is that any, you know, incentive to fucking get clean? I got clean because I had to. It's very complicated. The way that I am able to live a life without anything like that is by never fucking with it, by being scared of the fact that I'll love it never touching it, never even trying it once. So my line, again, is the earth. If, it, if human hands manipulate what comes from the earth, it's going to fucking overpower me. I know that. <laughs> Liquor, you know what I mean? Like beer, like cigarettes. You know, tobacco is sacred and magical. Cigarettes are a product cool. that I'm about to fucking abuse myself with again right now. You know what I mean? Like it's a ton like, of extra chemicals in there for you. It's a, it's a product. It's a product. It's a capitalist product. It's not. Yeah. It's not a sacred magical thing. Yeah. But I have smoked opium, which is directly from the plant. It's the serum, the nectar, yeah, the resin from the plant. And truthfully, less than ten times in my life have I ever done it. But I could definitely see myself getting hooked. Yeah. And all I'm doing is sitting in in one place, content. Like, literally doing nothing. Yeah. And that's, on many levels, pathetic and selfish. And that's what every addict is willing to compromise. If you're willing to choose a physical sensation from a product over life, then it is inherently selfish. Believe me, bro. I know. I mean, I was an addict. I know all that shit and, and addiction comes from underlying problems. That inherent selfishness is overpowered by the fucking greed of warmongers. I would rather that we had a society that was inherently selfishly getting fucked up <laughs> carefully, responsibly. <laughs> you know what I mean? And having would, a, a warmongering then, society? Then, then, yeah, then, then lying and backstabbing and snitching and killing each other 
over fucking limited but resources. That goes back to that's just what we do, dude. We've done it for millennia, bro. It's ingrained in our DNA. That's why I don't believe that I'm all behind this change, the movement for change, but I, I just don't see it changing, dude. We're in a quagmire. I, I believe that. I, I don't think there's any easy way. And it's so fundamentally flawed at its fucking core that without burning the whole thing down and starting over, which is not going to happen, you're not going to get what you want. You know, there's always going to be, I don't believe we're ever going to have a perfect fucking utopian society, dude. It's just not going to happen. It's run by human beings. Why can't we end the war on drugs? I would love to end the war on drugs. Why can't we bring all troops back from all far? We should. I agree with yeah, both those why fucking can't both things. Why can't those things happen? Because I, I don't fucking know. They can, they can happen. They but can. they won't. Well, you're being a cynical realist. War on, war on drugs is a possibility it, with time that the war on drugs, that we will legalize all drugs at some point. Look what's happened with marijuana, and it's a domino effect, and that might happen with the war on drugs, but our foreign interventionary shit, that will never change. We have to flex our muscles as the superpower. No, we don't. Yet, we don't have to but we have to you know no, what i'm saying no no it's all a myth it is a myth yeah. but we have to perpetuate it no, in order to we don't. keep our feelings from getting no. hurt our, our, that we're not the best our riches are our land our people and our culture none of that has to do with foreign acquisition. we're an empire just like any other but none of history. it has to do with foreign acquisition dude we don't have to play like that but we do no we don't we get our fingers in everything now we're self-sustainable, bro. Maybe, but that's not the way the game's played. Fuck the game. Do you believe at this the point played, in history that we cannot be played, a global... The game's played for Aryan nations like fucking Sweden and Switzerland and shit that have, like, underground bunkers for their entire population. At, at this point, are, how are we really fucking nation? It's a global... I, I mean, we are so interconnected globally, you can't... And, who, and what nation is positioned to, to be center stage from now? Yeah, and you want to know why? Because we fucking got our fingers everywhere, our troops and our yeah, fucking. Yeah. That's exactly why, dude. It's a, it's a. Uh, I don't know if I want to say it's a necessary evil because I don't believe that we need to do it, but people believe we need to do it. You, you're saying that, looking at it with an acknowledgement of the past, and I'm, I'm saying it, looking at it in a post-drug war world where we have the internet, no war on drugs. That's have, attainable, but we, I don't we believe have, we have sustainable power: solar, wind, ocean. It's different. Now. The military is going to be a tough nut to crack, though. Yeah, that's one of the reasons that I bought all this recording shit, because, like, I have a very unique position about all that shit. Like, do you ever hear that uh, um, Jimmy Buffett song? Son of a son of a yeah. sailor. I'm son of a son of a Marine. <laughs> and my step-grandfather was a Marine. And my other grandfather was in fucking Army Air Corps. Like, I'm like that guy that was bred to be that guy. And, uh, you should have been a fucking colonel or something by now, Joel. Confirmed kills already under <laughs> my belt or death. And it's like, I just want to be able to talk about it because, like, I know people that are in right now that I love so much, you know? If you're 16, 17, and you're not out there smashing windows in downtown Portland or wearing the fucking camo suits working for the state and the Fed smashing the sm window smashers, you can become like what a priest, a nun, a cop, or, or join the service if you really care about something. You yeah. Know what I mean? If you like want to make a vow to something. Yeah. Because you care. What other options are there? Yeah, I mean, 
Well, it's skilled trade, athletics, or the other thing. It's bred into society also as well. And think about it, the, the majority of kids that are in the army are poor kids. It's set up that way. It's a guaranteed road to security. Yes, exactly. So you grow up in poor your entire life and you know you can fucking go and get the GI Bill, go to college, spend a couple years, not thinking that you're going to have to go to fucking Iraq and fight somebody else's war. And you know what those poor people go in enlisted and you know what they learn when they enlist and they become enlisted people that have to take the orders? They learn how to be able to make shit disappear from the people that are given the orders. They learn how to fucking bold-faced fucking lie about bullshit yep. that they don't that they're sweeping under the rug. They're, they're putting out fires. Yeah. With lies. And that's how the military works. Yeah. So that, from from the ground. From yeah. the ground up. Yeah, everything has to maintain its aura of fucking infallibility, bro. You know? Before it even gets to the officers, it's already been bullshitting. Yeah. Fuck, I think I'm, I gotta go. Well. We've been talking for like three hours, I think. Let me, it's been a great talk. Thank you very <laughs> much. Let me, let, just prod you one more time. If you had anything, opinion that you would want to give to the people that are lighting the fireworks and shit at the federal building, what would your two cents be to them? I think that if you really want to have a chance for it to work, then the people that are really, which I know is the majority of people out there, are the good actors and the ones that are there for a good reason and are trying to make change. That If you want to make it happen, you need to kind of police that shit. You have to police it yourself. And there's always, like you said, dude, there's always going to be bad actors, you know? You can't catch everything, you know? But uh, it, something's getting lost in the in the message, and it's if unfortunate. you figure out how to rise above the bad actors and squash it, then you win. I say... If, I don't know if you win. I say if you can make my almost 70-year-old mother, when she's sitting on her screened-in lanai in the gated community in Fort Myers, Florida... You can make her giggle because uh, you're right at whatever, you know, at whatever point, then you're winning. Like, you win. I almost think that just, I, I don't think a lot of minds are going to get changed. Maybe enough to make a difference, but it seems like where we're at now, man, like everybody's made their mind up of what camp they're going to be in, dude, you know? I, I'd like to think there's a lot more people that are moderate like me, and maybe there is. I don't know. But I guess we're just not the vocal ones. Trump you know? only got in with fuckery, and from the moment that that occurred, the, the side that is on the pro-Trump side is absolutely entrenched. You're absolutely right. Well, the woke fucking mob is too, dude. The woke mob is the vast majority of this. It's the true, actual voting population of the U.S. It's a vocal minority. And that's where we're at now, is that you've got the vocal minority on the right, and you got the vocal minority on the left preaching culture war. And I they're think, both saying it just I from a different that, point of view. I think that that perspective makes it seem like a 50-50 split, but it's It's like not a 50-50 split. I'm not. I, I like, don't think it's, it's like a 50-50 split. I think there's a lot more people like me than there is far righties or far lefties. But we just don't. We just aren't out there, dude. We're not out there screaming. We just want to be. I'm the, that type of guy. I, I lean libertarian, but they believe in like no fucking government. And I can't get with absolutely no fucking other there has to be some kind of government yeah, body it would work great if everybody was a rich one yeah so i'm not down with that but i do agree with a lot of libertarian philosophies everybody should be able just to do whatever the fuck they want to do as long as you're not hurting anybody else yeah who cares gives a fuck that's their point of view the government gets involved and then shit gets sideways yeah but there's still this is more socialist marxist whatever and not certainly not anarchist 
there's still structural things that like have occurred, are occurring, and will need to occur. Like there needs to be drinkable water. There needs to be yeah sewage. There needs there's certain be... human rights that need to be yeah. So we need to hammer out what they are and give them like just that if you're here, it's given. And if you want to call it socialism, Marxism, communism, I call it fucking basic humanity. Like, but I also believe that there has to be a merit based system, dude. If you're a piece of shit. Living off the state, I don't, I don't believe that's cool. Why do I have to pay for these type of fucking people? You know. What did Reagan say? Uh, Cadillac uh, Queens or something. Like that. <laughs> fucking welfare queens. But that's kind of what my entire fucking point is: is that I, I hate to think that people are so one thing or the other. Like I, I'd like to believe that we're pretty fucking complicated beings. I don't think anybody is completely one way or the other, dude. You know, I think that's what makes interesting fucking people is if you can have differing opinions that go against each other, dude, you know, on different things. Why do you have to be exactly one way or the other? You know, not even politics wise. I mean, everything seems to boil down to politics anymore. But I see many things in black and white in, in, in very stark, like yes or no. Yeah. I, I, see, I, I, I try chop, not to do that. I chop things up. I don't know. I'm too big to fucking. I think you're the problem, Joel. This is exactly what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> Thanks for recording, dude. Yeah, baby.
Yeah, yeah. 